Traveling the Vortex. as he travels the vortex and landed episode number 210 and we haven't been retired yet i'm keith i'm sean i'm glenn how are you guys seems it's like just, just a couple days yeah. ago we were sitting around <laughs> this table doing the same thing it's been since we've recorded i can only put up with you guys once a week so this is just <laughs> <laughs> max and house depends on how you view your week yeah true do you guys do anything fun in those three days no, my three days were spent um, listening. <laughs> I listened to a lot of audio. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't have I had, I had an excuse. I didn't get my computer back until Friday, so. So you hadn't even. Well, so was it on your doorstep in the morning? I uh, well, the door rang. Door, doorbell rang in the morning. Oh, and I had to get out of bed. Mason came running in and said, "Dad, the door. Somebody rang the doorbell." It's all right. So I trundled downstairs because I expect it's probably Caitlin's tablet because we hadn't got that back yet. Oh yeah. I had, way I had to take that back and. So much for it coming on the 30th, although they did say between the 30th and the 2nd, and it was the 2nd. So I went downstairs, and I opened the door, and there was this big old box, and I was like, <laughs> that, can't be, that can't be a tablet. And it did, I was still kind of groggy, because I just woke up, and I was like, what the heck? So she had me sign for it, and as, as I was in the middle of signing for it, I thought, oh, okay, I know oh, I'm yeah. signing for this. <laughs> and so then I took it in, it was my computer, and so I put it aside, and went in, and laid down, and... Started to fall back asleep, and then I got a text from my mom. She says, I'm coming over to pick up the Fitbit to take it back to Best Buy. I'm like, all right. So I waited. She came. Doorbell rang. I went downstairs. Got the Fitbit. Took it to her. Went back upstairs. Got back in bed. <laughs> so and then I was going. laying there. I thought, oh, poor Caitlin. Now twice she has thought her tablet's <laughs> arrived. <laughs> and it's not been either time. So I finally got up out of bed this time and went out and was just getting around. I think Kit Mason and I were playing video games. And the doorbell rang again. And I, <laughs> I looked at Mason and I said, this had better be Caitlin's tablet. <laughs> and sure enough, it was. Well, it sounds like you have, have, have had better luck with shipping than I have. Uh, we ordered a present or a gift for somebody. Oh, uh, right, right. The Friday... Before Christmas? No. Even longer than that. Let me look. Yeah, the 19th. Still haven't gotten it. And this is after me calling them once and saying, hey, I haven't gotten it. And they said, oh, it's been misplaced somewhere between the warehouse and shipping. We'll send it again. And still nothing. So I'm going to call them again on Monday to see. And at this point, Thinky has lost the customer for life. Oh. Even, even, what, what, even, what, with what, a, even with a $10 gift certificate. What did you uh, order? It was just a shirt. Just a T-shirt. Just a T-shirt. And this the second time was even with expedited shipping, according to the website. I've never had a problem. I haven't had a problem with them either. Although I think I've only ordered there once, but a lot of people I know have ordered stuff for me. And that... My mom buys stuff from them all the time. The reorder was placed in the wee hours of the morning on uh, the 30th. Hmm. I'll be there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not happy. I'm tempted to just cancel it and just find something else. 
We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think it would be really ambiguous <laughs> because it was a gift for one of us. No, it's not. <laughs> well, I don't know. She doesn't listen either, so it's oh. okay. But ah. it was just a Back to the Future t-shirt. Oh. <gasps> yeah, insult to injury. Oh, all right. And I feel really bad because Blake and Emily are now waiting to get their gifts. Hey, we're waiting for a lot of stuff from Back to the Future <laughs> to arrive this year. So... Um, Get in line, buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's not October yet. I've got my hoverboard. I've it's got not my October cars. Yet. I haven't got my Mr. Fusion. You I know, got so many people Jaws posted about it, but five through nineteen, <laughs> fifteen Jaws movies yet to come out. <laughs> running out of time. Guys. My holographic posters, movie posters, Gray Sports Almanac. No, that's out. They really should release one of those this year. <laughs> The laceable shoes, though, but I have hope for those <laughs> because we months. got the first version three years ago. This, this year, we're supposed to get the actual. I'm just waiting for the self-drying shoes. You mean coat? Or the jacket? Yeah, coat. Yeah, coat. Your yeah, jacket, jacket is now dry. And I'll, in, come October, I'm going to start turning my pockets inside out. <laughs> I ha- we I should do that. that. I used to have one of those hats. They actually made those yeah, hats. They still, and I they used still get to, them. Yeah. I used to have one of those hats. And I thought of that the other day when all the posts were coming out on you know January first, going, "Okay, this is the year, guys." And I thought, "Oh, I'm going to dig that hat out." And I went and looked, and I have no idea. I don't, I, it may even be gone. I mean, I don't oh, have it yeah. anymore. But I thought, "Oh, I'd be great to start wearing that hat this year." <laughs> We should, we should all start turning our pockets inside out. I like that idea. Like a month in advance, September. Just not say anything. Just yeah. see if anybody notices. All right, you hear her first. Start spreading the word quietly. Don't post it on Facebook or anything. That's right. See if it starts. Just word of mouth for now. Yeah. We're doing it virally. True, true grassroots. Sean, did you do anything this week? Just put together a puzzle. Well, it's still in progress. You guys started to put together a puzzle. Started to put together a popcorn of popcorn of multicolored <laughs> excuse me globs of joy <laughs> in red and white striped boxes, which are going to be a pain. Oh, uh, that's going to be the hard part. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, we started that, and uh, I apologize I, for my uh, coughing today. I coughed last week too, because or last show too, because I was still sick. But uh, I think I'm better this week, so. You sound better. And then Glenn got me sick when we recorded. <laughs> and that was horrible. I had this cough. And I just um, no, I really didn't do much. We watched uh, we watched Fellowship of the Ring uh, Friday, right before Friday Night Who, because you know, Mel's she's been on this big Hobbit kick after we went through did the movies and then went and saw a Battle of My Marvies, and she's like, "I'm ready to watch the rest." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so we sat down and watched Fellowship. And I tell you what, you, you you watch Battle of Five Armies and then immediately go home and watch Fellowship. There's so much that all of a sudden it's like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I mean, I've read the books. It falls into place. But, you know. Yeah. What's well, more fresh in your mind? Yeah. Actually. Being really sad because realizing that the guy that's in the tomb and under Moria is the white-haired, you know, dwarf. And, oh. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking of when we were talking about the, that's the, that's the. Um, the reference. The reference that's in. Fellowship, not uh, what's not his who's name. In charge. Not yeah, yeah. It, that's the reference. I, I remember there being. Yeah, okay, that's oh. what I was thinking of. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Not that moment when that. you realize these guys were these guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that post online. I was, was like, okay, all right. But yeah, just to, just to have it there, and you know, when, of course, at the end of uh, uh, when he says, "You know, go north, and you'll meet up with this guy," and he's not too important, but this other guy, you kind of need to go keep an eye on. Who's that Strider? <laughs> you have to figure out his real name. 
I was talking with Echo at work, and, and we just we had one of those geek out. And then when this happened, yeah. And then when this happened, yeah. And we were you know going back and forth like this. And she's like, so wh- where is the Strider Legolas movie? Because <laughs> there, there's it's, a gap it's, there. It, there's yeah, a gap, there and it's gap. obvious that they know each other. It's not right, like a right, little right. bit that they know each other. It's like they've gone and hung out and right, right. you know busted a few bars and <laughs> maybe robbed a bank or something together. She goes, I want that movie. And it's like I'm sure if you called Orlando Bloom and. <laughs> Um, Vigo Mortensen up and said, we, it's, "We're going to call it. Uh, you know, it's like Harold and Kumar go to <laughs> be, Legolas and Strider go to the mall, and they'd be like, yeah, okay, why not? Huh. It'll be five hours long, but well, <laughs> you'll have to, seventeen uh, parts. You'll have to uh, tell Peter Jackson because he was like, okay, that's it. That's all we got, yeah. guys. Well, Sorry, I, <laughs> I never clicked any on the links because I assumed it was link bait uh, on Facebook that several websites were saying, could there be more?" Hobbit movies or more Middle Earth movies after this. So I wonder if that's the idea a lot of people are floating around. I didn't bother to click them because it was Cinema Blend, so yeah, it was, I assumed it was Leap Blade. It is Leap Baiting. They've gotten so bad. I don't like them. Quite a few others, too. So. You know, it was really, it was Movie Plot was the first one that started doing that, and then they just all fell into that. Because Cinema Blend didn't used to do that. Mm-mm. It was after they hired Not Me. <laughs> they, I kid you not, they had a position opening and I applied for it and I didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, whoever the new guy is has been like, blah, 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 click here to find out well, more. I wonder if, if it used to be. If a- you'd have put on your resume that you can copy other uh, <laughs> or websites. Maybe they, maybe they just poached the guy from Movie Plot. Maybe. <laughs> I slowly quit following them on Facebook them, yeah. Yeah, as it happens. Did you watch anything else? No, that was really... I, I thought there was another movie. I, we, we talked about uh, Snowpiercer and something else, and I racked my brain. I was like, I know we watched another movie in there. Oh, but, you were going to talk about The Hobbit oh. this week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I talk about um, Equalizer? Did I mention Equalizer? No. That's the one it was. Then. That's we, the Denzel Washington? The Denzel Washington one. We watched The Equalizer. And it was. Um, it's good. It's not great. It's very watchable. It's very enjoyable. I needed somebody to tell me it was great for me to watch it. So it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> an, it's an enjoyable film to watch. It's not as good as the TV show. And you know, here's the thing. Denzel. I didn't even know it was based on a TV show. Denzel's a very attractive black man. Denzel, every now and then in a movie, wears that hat. You know the one I'm talking about. Your hat. That Trilby <laughs> hat. And you look at it and it's like... Dude, you can't pull that hat off. What are you thinking? You have better fashion sense than to wear that hat. He could have worn I, the hat in the equalizer and didn't. I think. <laughs> this was your opportunity to get away with wearing that hat. I think if I was Keith, I'd be offended right now. Oh, he knows I hate the hat. <laughs> that's partially why I continue to wear that's it. That's why he wears it just to get my goat. And to have him then wear that. But yeah, he, and, and he didn't wear the trench coat. I was like, how could you not wear the trench coat and the thing, you know? But other than that, uh, it, it was it's a it's a slow burn. It's not a big action. Flick. Okay, you're just completely turning me off this film. <laughs> yeah. I guess I won't see that one it, it's, unless it's, it shows up on Netflix and ends up it in might, my it, might. it probably will. Yeah. <laughs> it could very well could. It, 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 it's much more of a, a, a drama with some action than an action with some drama. It was still worth watching, but it just it wasn't quite what I felt like I wanted because I was so excited when I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, they're doing the Equalizer because I remember being you know. That was that was a grandma staple. Grandma would occasionally <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. grandma would let me stay up late every now and then, and we'd watch Equalizer, and it was the greatest thing of the '80s. Let me tell you. But huh. 
So, if a lot of people realized it was a TV show. That thing's been in pre in, in production like uh-huh. literally since like 1995. Yeah, I, I, read, I read an article on that how they've been trying to get that off the ground since the mid 90s. It's been forever, and uh, Denzel wasn't announced until like they, they've that's had probably what 2008. They've had or like something. two dozen actors attached to that film between <laughs> then and now. They know they really wow. have. But yeah, but the list was I can't even remember some of the names were on. That I think list. Michael Caine was on the list at one point in time. Which is another yeah, thing that's fact, weird. About, I always about thought, half of them were British actors, yeah. I always thought it was Michael Caine. Like in my head canon, Michael Caine was in The Equalizer. Yeah. And we, we were talking about it, and Mel said, it was Michael Caine. What? I was like, you know, I always <laughs> thought it was. But now that I'm watching this, I, don't, I can't see Michael Caine on a TV show. You know, we had to go and look it up, and I don't it remember the guy's Edwards, name. Edwards. Um, uh, yeah. Anthony Edwards? No. Oh. No, oh, that was Goose. Something Edwards. Robert Edwards, Richard uh, Edwards. Was it, maybe it was Richard Edwards. Something Edwards. Somebody at home is screaming. Edward Woodward. That's what it was, Edward Woodward. Woodward. Richards? Edward Woodward. <laughs> no, Richard. Keith Richards? I could see actually why you would think it he was Michael Caine. He kind of looks, looks like, like Michael Caine. Caine. Like anything like Michael Caine. Seriously? Dude, he totally yep. looks like Michael Look Caine. Look at that picture. Nothing, nothing like Michael Caine. Nope. It's the nose and the mouth. Nope. And I the trench see. coat. I don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and the trench Okay, sure. Anyway, so it's, it's when I found it's, it wasn't going to be a British Kane, actor so. playing the Equalizer. I went. Were you a fan of the show? Oh, I love the show. Yeah, yeah. I was one of the ones I watched with my mom a lot. My mom liked it. But yeah, movie's okay. It wasn't a sit down and watch every episode every week. No, it was no, one of those was, ones when mom was watching. I was like, oh, hey, I like this show. And I'd sit down and watch it with her. So, yeah. you know, I, I probably, I've probably seen more than half, maybe even more than three quarters of the series. Yeah, it wasn't must see TV. I think was, in high, about there. when high school rolled, rolled around, I probably of the last season or so, I probably didn't see any of them because you know, in high school you're out. I mean, that's why Doctor Who dropped off too. Yeah. I'm, here, I'm just out doing stuff. That was it. Well, unfortunately, Sarah's been sick. Oh, yeah, she she got the flu. That's just going all over. Yeah, the place. I so I've been on the flu ever since. Yeah, uh, a different flu than what Sean. Is a different strain. It's, so it's not the stomach it's one. The, it's, yeah, all, it's the respiratory. It's the actual respiratory. Yeah. So I, that's been kicking her butt. That's what I But mean. that also means we've been watching a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. What'd you yeah. watch? Um, we have one episode left of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. And it's so good. I Sean, think. you need to watch this right away. Yeah. It is everything up your alley. It is. Is it on the serious? Netflix? No, it's not, unfortunately. Wow. Do you own um, a DVD? It's going on my wish list right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's that good, and I think I would watch it a lot. Uh, There's Barnes and so Noble much good on has... It. 50% off of TV series. doesn't include British TV, unfortunately. But Ooh. I went to their website, and I th- actually, it's not all British TV. It's certain titles. What if it's on KTWU? I think I flipped through and Studio saw... Studio 60 was on it, maybe? Uh, that's, I think I flipped through there and saw Studio it's, 60. It's yeah. fairly inexpensive you can find it used. You guys probably have a copy in stock. I have to go check. Um, but it's so, so good. You would love it, Sean. Um, it is really sports night meets... West Wing yeah. in the form of SNL. They said one of the things that killed it. And this was back when it was. I wonder if some of it, it was. It debuted the same year as 30 Rock. Yeah. And, and 30 people, Rock was such a huge People success. were comparing the two, and there's, they're not no, comparable. They're apples and oranges. Not. And they, well, they believed a lot of people it. flocked to 30 Rock and thought Studio uh, 62. 60. 60. Studio 60. 60. 60. On the sensor. That Studio 60 would be in similar vein and were turned off by the fact that it wasn't. 
Although they and weren't paying attention to how really good those plots were. So. Yeah, and 30 Rock probably premiered first, too. I believe it did. Yeah. At least in an earlier time. So slot, what you're saying so. is that it was just too smart for him. Yeah. I think it's... I, yeah, I think that's because that's what and Sports Night suffered from. It was too... The, the, the thing is, if you did a Studio 60 or a Sports Night now, it would be successful. I, it, in my it'd opinion. be newsroom. In my opinion, because that's, that's the what, type that's of television that people are looking was. for. It was way too... They both were ahead of their time. Yeah, I were. would agree. And it's... I think West Wing was too, and I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did. Uh, West Wing, yeah, but West Wing was a slow burn, and it it, it also with Studio sixty and uh, I think ABC was more patient with West. Wing. Well, with Studio sixty and Sports Night, they were they were dramedies, is what they were. Even Studio sixties yeah. is is a comedy, but it's it's more it's more drama than it is comedy, but. Whereas West Wing was taken seriously, so a lot of people fit that in their little drama, yeah, their little you know Law and Order and those type type yeah, of, right. of shows, and so that's what made it survive is that's because true. it was it never pre- presented itself as as a comedy, even though there's comedic elements in yeah. West Wing. I mean, it's even got funny moments, but um, so it it fit in that niche. Whereas the other two, unfortunately, they were not, and probably promoted more as comedy. I think so. Yeah. I did. Well, aver- advertising sports probably night. killed the heck out. Yeah. Of them. yeah. But it, you, you laughed at me for the uh, font recognition of West Wing. IMDb points it out too in their trivia section. On the oh, so it's not just me. Um, but have you been not, updating IMDb? No, I have not. He's got his IMDb card. He's, he's now an editor. That's a good idea. I should look into that. Um, thematically, I think and I saw some mine. Of the, I could go in and change oh, it. There you go. Some of the ways I don't need to apparently it's, <laughs> it's already on there. Some care. of the ways they tell their stories is very much they've taken lessons from West Wing on how to do some great drama and tell stories in a very compelling way. It, that's not only the font puts me in the mindset of, of West Wing, but the feel of it feels like West Wing. So do Wing. I need to watch West Wing no, first? You know, because did you watch it? Did you watch West Wing? Let's see, no, never. And he absolutely loves no, Studio Six. Never watched West Wing. Does it it's end? on my list, but the, 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 like you said, you got one now. You don't. I, know. I, I don't know. I have one more. Does, does it end? <laughs> I don't, yeah, they wrapped up. They knew, they, they, the okay. writing was on the wall. They knew it was coming. And so okay, they, I was wondering know. that. I, they, that was, right now, I'm wondering how they're going to be able to. Well, that was that was one of those do, do shows. Did they get canceled? No, well, that was one of those shows that didn't get canceled. It got it got. Um, they found I think out. it made. The, did it make it to mid season? How many episodes were there? Twenty two. Okay, so it made it to the last oh, season. But I think the writing was on the wall early, and then they try. In fact, in my opinion, two thirds of the way, the writing got even better. I did because I think they were trying to save it. Well, and, and then like the last stretch, it's a three part yeah. before the season finale. But they they and leading off from the episode before, so it's essentially a five part season finale. Yeah. NBC gave them the heads up that they were not going to renew them for another season, so they they finalized it. They they did they do it better than Sports Night because Sports Night did a good job, but it felt like they knew it was coming and they still had hope. And so they left it in a place where it could be renewed. Where I think if they hadn't done that, the reason it ended. The reason it, Sports Night did that because I remember that was one of those shows that uh, HBO and Showtime oh, and all of them were shopping that around, or they were shopping the, the, the series well, it, around. It, it had momentum behind it, and from, from it was one of the Save Our Shows campaigns on TV. In fact, Guide it was one and, of the first. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and so it it was ga- it was gaining momentum in the. Uh, negotiations, mm. and so that's so why that's it went why that way. Did. Studio sixty didn't, so, didn't get that. It always felt to me that uh, Sports Night's ending felt a little bit tacked on, kind of like how we talked with uh, last Christmas. Colson shows up, and 
<laughs> but the, the very, very end of it looks like it's going one specific direction, and I'm okay with this because I know it's ending. And then at the very last minute, it does a quick they, reversal. They kind of get that reprieve. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. So, so is, um, is there a laugh track? No. No, 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 no. So they learned from. Well, it's an hour long drama. It's an hour long. the last season of Sports Track without it? Sports Track. Sports Night without it. The first half of the first season was the only one with. Oh, okay. Which. They dropped it halfway through the season. Once they got to an actual dramatic episode, they had to drop it. They they realized they couldn't do it. Well, part of it, I think, was because I don't think they wanted it as the creator didn't didn't. want it to begin with. And and they kind of, they know it's a sitcom. You have to have this. And what's weird is that I caught, when I started watching Sports Night, I was already hip deep in the second season Mm. when they were running them. I think it was Comedy Central was running them. And that's where I caught it for the first time. And I just fell in love with the show right off the bat. So I saw (laughs) how it ended and then went back. And there was this laugh track. And it was. Is like what the hell? Yeah, is no, this? I say I watched it from beginning to end on uh, Netflix, and As I remember, I remember it obviously going away, but I thought it was had been around longer than it was. Ironically, Studio Sixty was one of the pushing points of us hemming and hawing over getting Amazon Prime. By the time we got around to getting to it, it wasn't on there anymore. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> uh, the irony. Well, speaking of Netflix, this probably should have been our news. Now that I think about it, but did oh, you see that yeah, uh, no. Doctor Who's dropping off on the thirty first? I saw and that. Yeah. They not, saved not Doctor only, Who on Netflix. Not only Doctor like Who classic, Torchwood, Torchwood's gone away. Um, coupling, Jekyll. You know you these know, are all Moffat. You shows. know what's behind that? And uh, Hyperdrive. You know what's behind that? This is why these save the show campaigns won't work. Is Hulu has been real aggressive at um, pursuing an inc- exclusivity campaign with a lot of British television, especially BBC titles. And what's what happened is is that was part of Hulu's deal. They paid a good chunk of money to get ex- exclusivity to a lot of these programs. And so Netflix was able to obviously run out their contract on them, but that's now creeping up at the end of January. So, um, And there have been times where it's, it, there's been a... Until dates on there, and then it goes away. And yes, stays. well, so because what happens sometimes, sometimes contracts they do will last minute negotiations, yeah. but it won't it won't happen this time. You don't I'm telling so. you, no, because Hulu's that was part of Hulu's deal was they're done, and so Netflix, no matter what they do, can't say okay. What if we give you we'll this? give you this? Yeah, they, no, they, they already got that through. Hulu, Hulu is ready to. Hulu is actually poised to make its turnaround, and this was one of its. Well, then they better Big get rid of their thinking. stupid commercials. Well, that's the that's the problem is they don't they they continue to be. But then again, I play, pay about three dollars less for Hulu than I play for pay for Netflix right now. So. How much is Hulu? Uh, Seven ninety nine. I think that's what I pay for Netflix. Now, that's what I, I pay for Netflix. But I don't have the disc option. I don't get a disc option. Do you have a disc option? I don't have a disc option. No, I thought Netflix was like nine ninety nine. It went up. It went you, up for you, new subscribers. For new subscribers, oh, but you've been grandfathered oh. in. At, okay, well, up, maybe up, I at least for another playing, two years. Maybe I, think. I am still playing new Seven ninety nine then. So then I wonder if uh, all the all of it's going to drop off Amazon Prime. I would assume that that's part of the deal. Was they it? don't yeah. they don't post dates of until it just kind of disappears whenever it disappears. You know, so you've got to keep an eye on it. You know, you've got a huge business model when every month on Facebook there's somebody posting. <laughs> here's what's leaving Netflix. And here's this what's month. coming. Netflix, and here's what's coming. Netflix for the longest time did a the, you know this is only available until this date, and then they did away with that, and that's when a lot of the websites picked up the. You know, picked up the torch and said, "Okay, we're going to let you know what's coming, and what's going." Because Netflix doesn't do a good job of it anymore. Netflix has actually now gone back to listing when when things are going to be gone. So, yeah. um, no, 
this really hit home the other day because we were on Facebook and I mentioned that. I said all these people are campaigning for something that's not going to happen <laughs> without a, just a buttload of money. And they, Caitlin and, and Holly were both going, what, what is this? What's going on? So I explained to them the situation. And Caitlin was all depressed and mad. I was like, what are you <laughs> mad at? And she says, well, I can't watch Doctor Who on Netflix anymore. And I said, Caitlin... That shelf over there contains everything available on Netflix right now. What you so, she, she only, yes, but she only watches the new series. Yeah. And so I was like, well, she's, which is so much easier. I said, well, see, you're mad because the convenience is going away. You have to go over and walk over and put a disc in the machine now. Back in the old days like, when we had to, we actually had to put a DVD when I in was the a, player. When I was a kid, I'd walk up across the room to turn the television. We didn't have remote <laughs> controls, okay? So no, so I'm like, so it hit home, and then it, that frustrated me even more because I was like... You have no reason to complain about it going away from Netflix. It's available to you. Unfortunately, it's because the box sets are a bit more... They've done a good job of bringing the prices down in the box sets. For a lot of people, the price points were too high, so Netflix was the only way to get them for other people. That's the only downside of that. Well, for all those people that want to keep it on Netflix, and if they keep it and then they up your prices... That's why. <laughs> there you go. That'll be why. No, Netflix. Be, uh, we strongly advise you to go out and purchase a legit copy yes. on DVD Let's, so that you can join us for Friday Night Who whenever you would like. Yes, and, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not putting down the people that want it to continue on Netflix because I understand why you want it to continue on Netflix. Don't get me wrong. But you also have to remember from Netflix business model, they're also doing things to improve Netflix. In fact, they've signed a lot of exclusivity deals with products you won't be able to get on Amazon.com and Hulu now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they've already got a six-year deal with Disney, and that doesn't run out for another five years. And so you're going to get a lot of first-run Disney titles and things like that. And that includes all the ABC shows. In fact, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. popped on there sooner than it did anywhere else. Um, Gotham goes there exclusively as soon as it's done with its run. So you can only watch that on Netflix. So Netflix is they're it's spending money in other places, folks. I'm, I, and I, I, yeah, it may be not be your taste, but they also have to weigh the fact that to them, unfortunately, there's only a small amount of Hoovian fans, and there's a huge amount of people that they're catering to. So that's, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's well, and a lot of that's going into new programming as well. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's where that's a the other lot thing. of the I mean, look at look at. at uh, uh, Part of this deal with Disney is the fact that they, you know, are getting the uh, exclusive rights to run all of those Daredevil, uh, Hell's Kitchen, oh, uh, Defenders yeah. Yeah. programs. Well, those are all coming out in March. Well, no, all of the all of the, the Daredevil stuff coming out in March. So I mean, we're we're we're, we're going to get contact and it's yeah. content. And it's kind of, and that's the other thing is, who doesn't really have the the cash or the money to produce exclusives? In fact, they have what are called. Netflix originals, but those are like Hulu originals. Hulu originals, thank you. Those are things that they've actually, if you don't realize this, have picked up from like Australia or the UK, (laughs) or and they call them originals because they're originals to Netflix in the United States, and they can say that. (laughs) (laughs) He'll get it right eventually. That's why I hang out with you guys to make sure my speech is right. Hulu originals. and that's that's why they brand them that way. They aren't making brand new content, with the exception of a, a couple of cartoons, I think. So you know, it's it's Hulu doesn't have the money to do that. So what they're doing is they're making gains Netflix in places. And Amazon right? does. They're making gains in places where they can. So, and I'm not touting Hulu because I'm a Hulu subscriber. Don't get me wrong, because I'm I'm with Keith. The, the commercial thing has bugged me for years, especially since I'm paying. If I'm paying for I'm paying it, I should eight not bucks be a month just to stream it to my television because you can watch Hulu on. Yeah. 
on your computer for free. You don't have to have Hoopla's. Now there is they've got exclusivity stuff there now. You, all, you can't all, get all the, Doctor the Who stuff yeah, is. you can't get all the titles. But in order to stream them on a television, there's a whole other licensing issue, and so you have your that's basically what you're paying for is that license to stream to television. So you didn't know that. Can you get around that with a Chromecast? Yes. No. Yeah, well, well, there's still have the ways. commercials. There's, yeah, you still even though it's it. streaming here. Yeah, there's, yeah. There, well, it's, it's, it's a part of Hulu Plus. No matter a, what, there's uh, a way to, to. Yeah, no, you can't get around the commercials, but you can get around paying the seven ninety nine to stream to your television. Right, you now. can stream the free episodes. Although they're, yeah, they're working to, <laughs> all of them, all of the companies that have their exclusive app on that uh, Chromecast device, are working with Chrome with Chrome with uh, Google to get around the fact that people are doing that with some of those programs that they can get on the computer for free and they're streaming in their tub and they're, they're working to so you watch that go well, I mean, away. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't well, mind. Theory, pay- you could even go to the ABC website and stream any of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. mind paying for content. That's not, you know, that's not an issue. And if you have something exclusive or whatnot, it's frustrating. We, we talked, I think, a little bit about this the last time some exclusivity, I think it was the PlayStation 3 has oh, the, the Doctor Who game and we said exclusivity sucks. Because, you know, don't get me wrong. I understand, hey, we're going to give you a big fat check for this, and we want this. Okay, I'd be hard-pressed to turn that down. But at the same time, what's what's a better deal? To get one big fat check or to get three pretty good checks? You know, because if, 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 if your stuff is out there, if Doctor Who's on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, and the more can only be, you know... Better, yeah. In, in in some of these cases, when it comes to this stuff, I you know. But unfortunately, from the, the companies getting the exclusivity, they need something to tip the scale in their favor for right. people subscribing. It's all, it's all right. competitive, so yeah. Because Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu Plus are all right now the the leaders in that streaming game, and they want to make sure that they're making the money and the other guys aren't. So. As the BBC, it makes more sense unless it's a really huge check to spread it out, but. From the individual companies, it makes more sense. Yeah, I totally get it on Hulu's point, but at the BBC, you know, worldwide arm, how come? I, I wonder. I wonder how big that check was that made them go, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll sign an exclusive deal and you know, go pare it down to just that." I don't know. Well, it comes down to eyes on screen too, because if Netflix isn't driving the numbers, yeah, they if, if to, they're not Hulu getting enough promise. watch numbers, that's yeah. the other thing is Hulu because of those commercials can promise a bigger chunk to BBC. Because NBC worldwide, because they're getting ad revenue from that as well. So, all about the money game. It's all about the money. What else do you watch? Uh, Well, since we were in a very Sorkin-y mood, we uh, we watched American President, which I'd never seen. What'd you think? It was really good. I really liked it. Wait, wait, the Michael Douglas. Yeah. Oh, he wrote that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I had forgotten that until you said that, and I was like... It's totally a pre- I, I was going, did they make a TV series out of that, too? And then nope, I went, the wait movie. Minute, you're talking about the movie. <laughs> it's such a precursor to uh, West Wing. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, more funny. Friend, friend but of mine has a- it even stars... One of the co-stars is um, Martin Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the... the uh, he's, he's the... Uh, Head administration, what do you call uh, the chief? Guy? Chiefs of staff. Yeah, chief of staff. Yeah, and then there are other smaller people from West Wing that are just scattered yeah. throughout. Well, <laughs> I have a, this is off that topic, but I have a friend that, that her theory is that the that American president is a sequel to Independence Day because you've got a bachelor president who has lost his wife and is raising his daughter. In the White House. <laughs> 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 a thousand points <laughs> yeah, for that theory. Like, hey, I'll buy that. 
Uh, just in the Sorkin-y aspect of it, I absolutely loved it. So, and I, I looked online. I am now four titles away from watching everything he's ever done. So I can't remember if I've actually seen A Few Good Men. I know the the important bits, but I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Was that Sorkin, too? He wrote it. Yeah, that was his very first thing. I have no idea. Uh, Malice, I have not seen. I haven't seen Malice. Malice. Moneyball. I haven't seen Moneyball. And uh, what was uh, Charlie Wilson's War. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one yet either. So I'm, uh, after I finish Sports Night, or uh, Studio 60, I'm heading to the library to find <laughs> those four Night, movies. Studio 60. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be uh, fully caught up on Sorkin stuff. I become a very big fanboy. <laughs> uh, and then the Didn't other. you also write um, the Facebook movie? Uh, yeah, Social, Social Network. Network. Social which I've seen that one. <laughs> say, that one I've seen. <laughs> of the things you haven't seen, those yeah. were the three he's written, or four that he's the written. The four, yeah. Uh, and then we watched The Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm, it's on my list. It's charming. It's weird, but it's very charming. Well, all Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> and that's are on weird. Netflix, right? No. That's not on Netflix. Not, not on, on Amazon. I, I got that at. Uh, I got it at the library. Library. Okay. On Blu-ray. I love it. It's on my it. list, yeah. It, it was really enjoyable. It was really weird and really quirky. It wasn't as funny as I quite expected, but there are some parts uh, that were really funny. films aren't... Well... There are some they, parts they, that are they, absolutely they, hilarious. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's typical there's some of, parts that are chuckly funny, and it's kind of like... See, I thought it was oh, a the lot guy's funnier. Neighbor. Excuse me now. What's his name that does those films? Wes, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. That's a Wes Anderson thing, though. I yeah. mean, some are funnier than others, but there's there, there's there's some that are just... Charming films and then smacking the face funny sometimes, yeah. you know, without throughout. That, and that's kind of what this one was uh, for yeah. me. And see, this one I thought was a lot funnier, maybe maybe than it actually was. But the last Wes Anderson that I'd come off of was Darjeeling Limited, which kind of. Uh, did you ever see Moonrise, I haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom? I still haven't seen Moonrise My Kingdom. My sister really liked Moon, Moonrise Kingdom, and she did not seem like somebody that would like these kind of movies, so. I don't know what. Now, Wes Anderson did uh, Rushmore and. Yeah. Uh, Love Rushmore. Bottle Royal Tenenbaum. Yeah, Bottle Rocket was good. What was Royal the. Tenenbaum. Royal Tenenbaum. That was. Life the, Aquatic. Was yeah, Life Aquatic was. Oh, Life Aquatic would have been the last I, one I saw. And that, then, that's uh, the last one I saw, too. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, Darjeeling I did not like, and then he did Fantastic Mr. Fox. And oh, I, yeah, I never saw that, that one, too. There's yeah. one other one that's in there somewhere Moonrise Kingdom. There's and, a couple of those on Netflix, I think, that I haven't seen, too. I mean, the, the ones I haven't seen that are mm-hmm. on Netflix as well. The, the cast of characters, or, or, or might be until until <laughs> <January 20th. laughs> the end of the uh, the run. The cast of characters were absolutely wonderful. Ralph Fiennes does a wonderful job, and is so charming in that role. Did you say Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes, Rafe, 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 um, Ralph, Ralph. I thought for years his name was Ralph. <laughs> I think it's just stuck in my head that way. Voldemort does a great job. <laughs> I think Sean called me out on that one time. He, who, who's Ralph Fiennes? Ralph Fiennes. You know, that guy, he wasn't even, he was, I don't think he, he was even, was even Voldemort. playing Voldemort yet when you called me out on that. What was that? <laughs> the other uh, guys in it, um, I, I just blanked on what the titles were. Looking up Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. No in his name, does he? All the other guys that they do the phone call round to were fantastic. <laughs> Fisher Stevens cameo. There's there's a lot of just really good stuff in it. Um, Miss Anderson so reminds really me a little bit of Robert Altman. Just a little bit. The, the style of film. I, I, think, see I think Altman films aren't near as funny. but Jeff Goldblum was in it. Yeah, he had a great <laughs> role. Uh of course, Adrian Brody was. And, um, That's not uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and Tilda Swinton. I did not. I had to look it up to make sure that was her, because it looked like her, but I wasn't entirely the, the, sure. The, the best bit is the, the, the little parts where they don't even try. 
like <laughs> when they're when they're skiing down the, the top of the mountain because they, they have to escape the guy that's chasing them. So they jump on these skis and they're doing this, and it's very obviously just a rear projection, and they're leaning this way, <laughs> and they show a side view of somebody going through a flag, and then it's back to this action, and it's just like, oh god, I love this. Or this thing, the, this the little bit with the cat. <laughs> That and how Willem Dafoe goes out were the two biggest moments that made me laugh. <laughs> Did Sarah like it? Uh, she she thought it was charming but weird. <laughs> but not weird. It doesn't the, seem like the type of film well, that Sarah would cotton on to. She, she tends to do... She does like indie films and period pieces. So it's kind of upper alley. And she doesn't mind weird stuff, but she liked that it was like a weird but not in a depressing way, like Womb. It was a good weird. So she, it's not something she would watch over again. Charming, charming and weird, I think, really kind of sums up yeah. the entire Wes Anderson catalog. And some, some of them are, are much better than others. Like She's I said, been told I that love she would Rushmore. love uh, Life Aquatic. I love Rushmore. I love Life Aquatic. Everybody I know raves about Royal Tenenbaums. She and it's not that it's a bad film. It's that's, just kind of there for me. It's my favorite. See? Yeah, that's, everybody everybody loves it. And it's just but that like, was the first one I ever saw, too, so that might have something to do with it. So I saw that, then I saw Life Aquatic, and then went back and watched Rushmore. And I and Rushmore, right, so far is my least favorite. But that's because I don't think there's as much smacking the face funny as as I mean, it's, it's it still has it. It still has all of those Wes Anderson moments, but it was it was a little more dry for me. So it's I very was, yeah. it's very dry. It's a very sarcastic yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of humor to that one. Um. But yeah, so, but I, I was a little like, well, I really want to see this, and I've heard really good things about it, but I'm not sure. And I brought it home, and I kind of felt Mel out as to whether or not she was interested. Stuff was really interesting. Too. Yeah, that was cool too, because uh, it's very different. <laughs> it, it starts off. Does it start widescreen and then switch, or is it well, reverse? It starts off not quite widescreen. Like there's a black frame around it when it's present day, and then it goes to widescreen, and then it goes to four by three. For, for different flashback right, yeah, sequences I've, I've, that are I've, in the... I've, I've read stuff on it. Um, but she really enjoyed it, too. Hmm. She was she was very pleased with it. I'd, I'd recommend it, especially if you like Wes Anderson stuff and you were kind of hemming and hawing about it. I'd recommend it. It's on my list. It's not on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, yeah. None of the Wes Anderson. I'll probably pick it up to the... Uh, I just checked. Uh, I'll pick it up to the library. When I take my uh, copy of uh, The Star Wars back. Oh, yeah. I saw that you posted that on Facebook and didn't mention it. Because it's not worth mentioning. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I am the, uh, so grateful that we got The Star Wars. That we got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am, too. I think the movies um, turned out way better. But the, it was a fascinating exercise. It is a fascinating exercise. I will give it that credit. And the artwork is amazing. It is amazing. And I love the fact that they've they used the Ralph McQuarrie uh, inspiration in order to for the uh, concept uh, art that he did. Um, that's that's the, that, that, that's what gets gets key marks for it is is just the amazing amazing uh, uh, art. art Art, artwork in it. Yeah, none of my uh, praise for it was about the story. Uh, it's you know that, that's the, the, the problem is it, it's 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 a tough read because it's. Have you read it yet? I have not read it, it yet. Uh, I've read bits and pieces of it. It but is I'll... until about two thirds of the way through this thing. It is, there's so much techno babble and there's so yeah. much unconnected dialogue that it's it's just it's I struggled to get through it and I struggled to figure out what the heck was going on for the longest time. 
and the plot is very disjointed. And by disjointed, I mean it, 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 it clips along too fast. It feels like there needs to be. I was almost longing for some filler, for some there, explanation. There's no exposition you know, other exactly. than techno babble. Because suddenly they're doing one thing, and then they show up and they're doing another thing. And there'll be a lot of times where action happens, like what we would call in the TV world or movie world, off screen. And then it's just kind of explained to you that this is what happened. Like, a lot of times where Anakin will like show up later and say, well, I got away from him. And it's like, yeah. well, uh, what? why didn't we <laughs> see that? And so, yeah, it just, I, I completely struggled. I saw a lot of the parallels, and I didn't realize it paralleled all the way up to Jedi. I didn't oh, realize yeah. that there was yeah, that there was much parallel. Parallels. Um, because I really thought we'd get most of Star Wars and, and you know some ideas for Empire. Um, there's not a lot of empire. In it, <laughs> no, it's, it's really kind of does it, it kind of does the bookends. Uh, but yeah, just I don't. It, I appreciate the relevance of the experiment and why they did it, but it's it's not a good it's not a good graphic novel by any means. Well, and I think it's one of those. It suffers from story. It, oh, it, could, it could only yeah, it could only be a graphic novel. Well, yeah. it could also only be Star Wars or something of that. To get, magnitude <laughs> to get any interest yeah, to yeah. get this kind of treatment That's together because you're, you're not going to get somebody who's going to go hey did you hear that they put together a graphic novel of Wes Anderson's original script for the Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel you're going to get four people that are going to go oh my god Star Wars however has got such a huge yeah. fan base and we've absorbed everything that you can pull this off and go, well, this is what it could have been. And we'll go, okay, that's a great idea. You know, There's a lot oh, yeah. of times that you'll see, and, 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 and God bless them for using some of the imagery that we did end up getting in the film, too. Yeah. Because a lot of the ships are the same. Uh, a lot of the technology is the same. The, the, like, R2-D2 is nearly what we got, but C-3PO is that, you know, Metropolis-robot uh, style, yeah. style that we got. Um <laughs> The the thing that annoyed me the most, and this is just a personal thing, there's nothing wrong with how why they used it in the book because that's how it originally was said. But when they would say, "May the force of other, the uh, may the force of others be with you," it just drove me nuts because yeah. that's just not right. It's like reading <laughs> the TV comics and they call them DR Who. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's certainly true. But Twix, see, Twix, I, Twix, I, Twix, I, Twix, I appreciate that. That's that's me that's in your, Sean's position yes. when when he when he reads that. Uh, no. It doesn't flow off the tongue very well either. No, no. <laughs> May the force of others be with you. Oh gosh! And boy, I, I, somebody must have got a hold of Lucas and, and, and just cleaned up his writing because it just... Oh my god! <laughs> his name was Lawrence Kasdan. <laughs> well, no, no. Um, he, well, he, uh, who's the guy that ghost wrote the ghost wrote the uh, screenplay for? Because it's accredited to George Lucas as the screenplay, but there's actually another yeah, screenwriter that until recently, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm by recently I mean in the last twenty years, has finally started getting credit for. Um, you know who I'm talking about, but um, I can't remember who it is. Kind of like how it wasn't until the special editions that James Earl Jones got credit. Right, right, <laughs> for voicing. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just there. I'm, I'm glad I did it, if, if and I'm glad I read it. If you're a Star Wars yeah. fan, and it, that's, it's definitely worth checking that's, out, I that's think. That's the sad thing is, just being the fan that I am, I'll probably own the dang thing, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, it's gorgeous. I, don't feel gorgeous. I don't feel compelled to own that. Oh, I do. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're also a completionist, well, and really, you own the Twin Dilemma. I've gotten away here. Yeah. Well, I, I told you why I bought. Told you why I bought. Yeah, uh -huh. I was able uh -huh. to justify uh -huh. it. Uh -huh. Strip for action. Strip for action. Sixth Doctor. <laughs> well, you can justify that for the artwork. It's one. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's one fourth awesome. It is one fourth awesome. <laughs> yeah, we established okay. that. I give you that. It's one fourth awesome. Yeah. 
I did. I, I at the beginning of this review, I knew I was going to have to throw that out there in front. This is what was really good about it. Beyond that, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, should we move on to news then? Let's do. Uh, if you saw our Facebook post, uh, a Doctor Who celebrity was in one of our favorite Doctor Who shops <laughs> recently uh, in Lawrence. Ian McNeese stopped by Brits, which we've talked about many, many times for getting goodies. Uh, and he was just in Kansas visiting people and decided to stop by. That's Which pretty is awesome. Awesome. I wish this was one of those moments that I wished I lived in Lawrence and was there, you know, near yeah, around. Just that time. happened to be because I think it's downtown. one of those actors that I uh, he's he's just unrecognizable enough, maybe in public, to do that double take. Like, is that is that you know? There's some actors you're going to see him. You're going to go, that is that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's one of those guys that I think I would have been on the verge of. I'm pretty sure that's who who that is. And if I'd have saw him, I probably would have asked him. I said, "Are you Ian?" <laughs> so, and he he even stopped and took pictures with the people at Brits, which was I think even really nice. Because some celebrities, they could say he came in and he was very well, friendly, but wouldn't take pictures with people. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to actually talk to the man at uh, Galley, but when he was in the lobby frequently in, mm. in in where all the podcasters gathered, and I was hanging near the Radio Free Squirrel guys, kind of just chatting around with them while I was waiting on Sean and Mel for something. It was right after I ran into uh, Chrissy in the lobby. And was just kind of hovering and more of, okay, I was eavesdropping on the conversation because I think they had just <laughs> finished recording with him. Uh-huh. And um, just his his demeanor and his his he's so friendly and open and warm and he's very he's not he's not one of the of course none of these none of the none doctor of the actors are like this but yeah. he's he, not Eric Roberts no no, no. <laughs> he he's so personable he's a guy you can just sit and chat with for like hours uh, he reminded me of when I was ghosting Michael Jason <laughs> Jason all, all gone uh, just one of those warm guys is, he really genuinely wants to talk to you and you don't have to feel compelled to talk to him about Doctor Who stuff he just talked about him about everyday yeah. stuff and it's not that small talk kind of stuff you know where you you know are you enjoying you know America how's the you know what, yeah, you what, know, do, you what do you think of the weather blah 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 it's one of those you know you're, you're, you're talking to to the guy over beers in a pub or something. I mean, that's that's how yeah. genuine this guy is, and so he would have been very approachable, I think, if somebody had seen him and recognized him in Lawrence and said, "Hey, are you?" Well, obviously the uh, employees did because yeah. they liked him on Doc Martin. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. That's what yeah. they, they didn't even cite Doctor Who in yeah, their no, post. They didn't cite Doctor Who at all. Well, thankfully, I knew who he was, or I would have just scrolled past. <laughs> well, they have a hand up being a uh, British special yeah. store. <laughs> Very cool, very cool. And then uh, our other bit of news, there's going to be some Dalek Master Plan 50th anniversary celebrations at Time Eddie this year. Uh, oh, I forgot my other one I did this week. Not entire me. details, but so far we know uh, activities will enable attendees to learn, reminisce, have fun, and win some awesome prizes. And additionally, any cosplay participants... In noteworthy Daleks Master Plan themed outfits, will be eligible to win prizes beyond those awarded for the actual cosplay p- contest. That's a neat thing to do. I think it's okay, really so we're, we're going to put together a group costume from Daleks Master Plan. I think Plan. we should be um, uh, space security agents. Ooh. Those would be simple costumes too. I mean, it wouldn't be tough to do. I mean, it'd be I say simple. You'd have to put a little work into them, but it wouldn't be t- difficult. It wouldn't be a real. I think we could do you it. Just don't tell anybody what you are and see how many people figure it out because this is one of those. You know, Dog's Master Plan is is 
widely, for the most part, unavailable with the exception of three episodes exist. So. Yeah. And it's not on Netflix. It is not, not on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> it definitely won't be by then either. And not on Hulu. <laughs> not, on Hulu. not on Hulu either. They don't do incomplete episodes on Hulu. I think the only one that they run with... Um, well, they actually run one with animation, don't they? Well, they uh, no, I don't think any of the animated stories are on there now. Uh, they might be. I Web haven't looked is, recently. Though. Web of Fear is not animated, though. No, I was, but that's yeah, what I was yeah. going to say. Is the only one that has recon material in it that is on uh, Netflix is uh, Web Hulu. of Fear. Or Hulu. <laughs> Hulu. Don't worry, I'll catch you every time. Hulu. <laughs> Legopolis. Legopolis. <laughs> Castrovalva. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Kinda. Uh, that's you guys that said kinda for the longest time. Kinda? Kinda? It's kinda. It's kinda. It was so <laughs> funny. I'm sitting there Friday night who the tweet stream's going and people are going, well, this guy's kind of crazy. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor looks perturbed. Kinda. <laughs> and that's how I read it. Every single one of those tweets that came up. Hashtag kinda. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't do much talking, though. <laughs> no, I really didn't. I had never seen it before. I was there, by the way. What did you do this week? We thought the show this, this is like my second viewing of it, and I was still just engrossed by it. because I was, I was, We're going to review it next week. I was week, so I'm to find things to tweet about. <laughs> not going to talk about it. Not going to talk about it. Well, was that the other thing you did? Oh, um, okay. <laughs> showed so, up for Friday Night Who. Yeah, I showed up for Friday Night Who. That was the other one. No, no, no. Um, I'm going I'm to throw this in real quick. Right in the middle of news. And well, this that's at the end of news. Nothing to do with news. Oh, right at the end of news. This has nothing to do with news. But I played Trivia Crack for the last four, four days. <laughs> trivia Crack is so addictive. I sent you guys invites, but I didn't figure you could start. But Is it free? It's free. Completely free. There's an, it's it's ad based. I mean, yeah. there's, ads come up, and every time you finish a if round with somebody, space on my phone, I might download you, it. Yeah, it's 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 it is a lot of fun. It's a simple trivia game, and the questions are not hard. And I'd say probably two thirds of them are user submitted. However, they have to go through a process where they're <laughs> to be approved and yeah, to make sure they're correct. correct. Yeah, <laughs> and and if they're not, they have a report this feature so that you can call them out. And they uh, also have what's called the um, question factory where you submit questions. You can also go through and. Uh, review questions that are in there, and, oh. and, and and I think that's part of the evaluation process. Is they they gauge based on the people that have done that. Anyway, do you just answer questions, or you play against people? You have to play against people. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 that's paramount to it is the fact that you're playing against people. You get it's one of those ones it's where you only like get song pop. Kind, yeah, or kind of like uh, actually song pop. I don't think is limited. It, Candy Crush is limited to so many lives. Yeah, you know? five lives. This is limited to so many lives as well. You can have as many games going as you want. However, you can only start or accept games if you have lives, and you get a life every hour. So yeah, it, yeah. it, it goes as, you, as you per continue. usual. Yeah. So it, or you can pay money and get more lives. It lives. is so addictive. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got this because Caitlin's playing, Mason's playing, <laughs> Holly's playing, my entire family is playing. So I've got plenty hey, of people. When, when, I invited, into, uh... when I invited you guys, I didn't have very many people <laughs> playing against me. Now I've got so many that I just figured, well, if you pick it up, great. But if not. I'll be, I'll be honest. I kind of saw it on Facebook. Glenn has invited you, and I ignored it. I, just, like, oh. I, I, I usually, I, I, I don't blame you because yeah. I usually do that. I'll, I'll, no, I'm not playing that. I mean, Farmville, Candy Crush. Well, so, I, I've I even, even know, gotten some of that uh, new Penelope, whatever that is. I've even gotten some invites to a game that I actually play, but I don't sync it to my Facebook, so I don't accept it. It's an invite. Which that's is what I think about this do. is you don't have to on this. As long that's as you know somebody's what, playing it, you can go in and, and, and find directly them. find them, which nice. is what Caitlin well, did. Because she's on uh, 
she's on Google Plus now, or not Google Plus, Google. She's on Google now because she's Google got a Plus. tablet, yeah, and an Android store. Well, she has a Google Plus, yes, but Everyone she's she's yeah. has a Google Plus. She's on uh, she's on Google, and it's, I found her directly to start, and then later she linked her Facebook so that she could find more of her friends. Uh, but, um, yeah, so Ed Mason's like we we found yeah, you him he doesn't have too, a Facebook so. so. Yeah. Well, shall we move on to feedback? Yes. Feedback. Feedback. We've got some feedback. Jazz hands. We haven't had that in a while, so I thought I'd add it. Uh, Robert sent in some feedback. He said, comment, question. Okay, brief tangent here. I think I saw Santa Claus Conquers the Martians as a teen, but I fondly remember it as one of the movies forced on Joel and the bots in MST3K. <laughs> yep. It's loved by fans for one of the group great MST three K songs. Let's have a Patrick Swayze Christmas. <laughs> I also love Crow's holiday gift wish. I want to decide who lives and die and who dies. I think the Rift Tracks crew took it on too. I know it wasn't this past holiday because this past one was another MST three K up Santa Claus. A really good old odd Mexican movie about Santa. Merlin, the devil. And other cheesiness. Happy New Year, one and all, Robert. So I think next year I'm going to have to find the MST3K episode and watch it before our tweet along. Get some good material. <laughs> and then hashtag MST3K, of course. To yeah. get them <laughs> Thank you, Robert. I did not realize that was a uh, MST3K. It seemed ripe for it. So I should have assumed, but, you know, never assume. Up next is Eric. Uh, Eric writes, hey, Doc Brown, it's 2015. How come I still need roads? It's the year 2000. But where are the flying cars? I was promised flying cars. I don't see any flying cars. Why? 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 That was 15 years ago. Captain Sisko sounded pretty impatient then. I can't imagine what he's like now. <laughs> Come on, Branson. Come on, Google. Tesla. CERN. They found the Higgs, right? Shouldn't we have anti-gravity technology any day now? I want green driverless flying cars pronto. Heck, I'll just take green. (laughs) (laughs) We were so close. Anyway, how are you guys feeling? (laughs) There's some crud going around here that takes people over a month to get over. I hope you don't have that. No, yes, we do. I think Glenn's got it. Yep. I'm pretty resilient. I hope Sarah doesn't have it. You've had I another one. Those last yeah, I had a different, different one. That, that, was, that was a whole different crud. I feel I should report that my wife got me an awesome clock that looks like the seal of Rassilon. Too bad it doesn't have a working minute hand. Oh. <laughs> my eldest son also got a glow-in-the-dark TARDIS shirt that he was very excited about and a copy of Star Flux. <gasps> I love Star Flux. If you're not familiar with Flux, it's a great little card game that starts off with the simple rules of everyone drawing one card, playing one card but with no way to win. As play proceeds, new rules and goals come out, and the game is in constant flux, hence the name. Regular flux is pretty great as it is. Star Flux adds a science fiction theme with jokes and references to all your favorite franchises, Doctor Who included. You should check it out, your next pot game podcast. That's, That's a really a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, we should. Um, I haven't played Star Flux. I've only played Monty Python well, Flux. Sean and, I, Sean and I actually came across this when we were uh, traveling to... We were traveling to Sedalia, Missouri when we were playing in tournaments for uh, Star Wars TCG. And I actually got second place in the tournament. And you get 
uh, store credit. And so I used my store credit to buy Flux. And we took it, and I think the following weekend we all played it. And just totally fell in love with it. Yeah. And so still waiting on that flex board. Yeah. From then, yeah, I said I was going to create a flex board so that we could give our cards in order. But anyway, flex the thing board just and flying cars. Still, <laughs> still waiting. Anyway, so since then they've branched out and they've specialized a lot of flux editions. In fact, Sean's got you have Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail, and you have Star Flux. Do you have any of the other ones? I don't have any. Okay. Other ones. And I've got Zombie Flux and Star Flux. And we almost picked up Wizard of Oz one time, and we, I don't know why we didn't. But anyway, so Zombie Flux is a lot of fun as well. Um, I don't know who's got my uh, Monty Python one at the moment. I think that'd be me. One of these oh, is well, a that Sonic Sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I keep meaning to bring it back, because it's one of those ones that I took, because we, you know, we, we, we taught Karen, Karen, Caitlin how to play Flux, and she absolutely loved it. And so then I think I ended up borrowing Monty Python, and we played that. And of course, the, Holly doesn't like Monty Python. Karen, uh, Karen, keep calling her Karen. Caitlin has never seen them, so nobody got any of the references. Any of the like, right, I'm just going to take this back to Sean. So that's when we ended up buying Zombie Flux. And Caitlin actually Zombie likes that a lot. Oh, it's, it's a blast. It's a blast. Um, but what we ought to do is we ought to set him down and play regular Flux first. You've never played Flux, right? I played uh, Monty Python Flux. Oh, okay. Well, then it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> Because I think you kind of have to come from playing a game of Flux first and then kind of branch out because yeah. I think you appreciate it a little more. But that just the, the 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 pieces of it are, are absolutely stellar. Yeah, so we're we're huge flux fans. Huge flux fans. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. I just haven't had a chance to play again. Flux boardless fans. <laughs> I told you I'm over that. I'm not making that board. The more I play, you, you, the more you, I realize that the flux board would be like the size of your living room because sometimes <laughs> you end up with that many cards, that many rules on the table that there's no, no there was there roll. was no sensible way to set it up. Just so that, a little, basically what it was little, going little to be was problem. it was going to be, and they used to they used to sell these in the dollar stores where I got the idea is you know how uh, original Uno came with the two card tray, one for discard, one for draw. Okay. Yeah. Okay, back in the day, they don't anymore. But that was that was it. Was it was a tray, and my idea was to situate these in such a way and glue them together so that because when we started playing flux, we kind of devised there's a there's a layout guide in one on one of the cards in the what passes for the setup structure. Rules. Uh, it's not yeah, it's, it's not the rules because it's not the, the rules of the game. Like you said, come as you play. Yeah. But it was kind of the setup guide, and it, it had a diagram on how to put your cards out. So we kind of came up with a a way to do them so that we all were familiar where the the uh, goals were, where the rules were, where the draw pile was, where the discard pile was. Which that. in and of itself is a funny thing. When you consider Flux, is the, the whole thing of Flux is it's a game with no rules. You know? And the first thing we did was try and impose order in the chaos. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, the card goes there. So based on That's the, the based on the order that we all sort of kind of laid on, landed on, we did, we, I decided I could formulate a board that would at least encompass a, a very base minimum of these by, by putting these together. So Because that's another thing with Flux is a lot of times you've got cards that are like skewing out everywhere and you're trying to keep everything organized so you can remember what the heck you're doing because <laughs> you've got so many rules on the board. Oh, we it, had some pretty epic It wasn't battles. until <laughs> I really started getting into and playing Flux that I realized there's absolutely no way you could devise a board that would encompass everything, that, <laughs> any any of the number of variants and possibilities that you would have in in laying out the thing. So I gave up on it many years ago. But 
Everybody still, still reminds on. me that I haven't made the flux. How many? Yet. What's the number? I'm just going to I'm just going to go is home. I'm just going to go get some of these. Glue like two, thirty of them together and give it to Sean and say, "Here cool. is your flux board, Sean." I will be pleased as punch. <laughs> I will be I've a been happy camper. For more two-player games. We'll do that in Chrononauts. You can't play that with two players. Yeah, you can, but so it's, it's, six. it's not. Doesn't work. No, it's I mean, not it, as fun. It does, no. but it, it it loses a whole lot if you don't have at least three people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holly and I've tried it. <laughs> and what you can't play is Chrononauts. You can't play two players. You can't play two player really, really, really easy. Which is another which is another Looney Labs. Um, yeah, it's the same company. Looney Labs. On the it's same just company Looney did Labs back now. to the yeah, future. Yeah, it used too, to be. Yes. It was Looney Labs and somebody else, and now it's just Looney Labs. Yeah, that's another Looney Labs game. Is yeah. Chrononauts, which is a blast, and, and obviously yeah, Back to the Future. Yeah. Well, you know what we ought to do is we ought to uh, we ought to contact Looney Labs and say, "Look, you did Chrononauts, you did Back to the Future. How hard would it be to get a Doctor Who license?" Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the same game. Just not? keep the shell, yeah. and that's all you have to do. Just change let's, it up. Let's send them an email. That's what they did with Back to the Future. <laughs> it's basically Chrononauts. Yeah, with they just change new cards. Sorry, tangent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where did we go? Uh, Ooh, there's a holiday flux. Yeah, there's all kinds of them out there now. With a little bit of fun money, I got Engines of War, and will hopefully be getting Kinda shortly. I also spent 15 bucks on the big finish Humble Bumble. Humble Bundle. So I'm hoping you get around to the Lost Stories, or the Stage Plays, or the first three series of Dalek Empire. You know David Tennant started in the third series before he was the Doctor? You could use that for October. Yeah. Oh, Sean. He, he was also in a number of other... Um, audios. He was in what we have done. He was, well, he was in, in uh, Colditz. Colditz. Yeah. And it seems like there was another one, but maybe we haven't reviewed it yet. I don't think we, I don't think we it. I only remember Or maybe I'm just thinking of, of the third Dalek Empire series. Um, about, be, oh, Sean. Thanks. You know what else he was in? <laughs> Screaming the Shocker. He wasn't? No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's a voice in that. He's a voice in Screaming yeah. the Shocker. He is. He showed up one day next door while they were doing yes. this, and he heard that they were doing a Doctor Who oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, project next door, and he popped in and said, hey, can I uh, do a read? And they said, sure, come on in. And that was long before he was even the Doctor. There is a Flux board game. That's silly. <laughs> What's the point of putting adding control to the chaos? It looks like it's a bunch of individual boards. Yeah, see <laughs> All right, I'll give him that. Maybe we ought to try that sometime. <laughs> we'll see how well it works. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll we'll just buy that hand until you go here and flux more. <laughs> you lazy. <laughs> Maybe so I postulated long. the idea for so long that somebody else went in and did it. Hey, you know what this board? You know what this game could use as a board. <laughs> Back to the Future is in the vault. Yeah, you can't. can't. Get it's it not anymore. anymore. We we knew that when we picked up the promos. They told oh, us. Oh, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, that's why they got the promo oh, copies. I really wish I would have gotten a promo copy. Oh, you I didn't, didn't, I didn't get, get one. No, oh. I never made it back over there. Oh. They were free, Keith. <laughs> I never made it over. I was busy. <laughs> oh, Sean, thanks for your confession about Gremlins. I think you've got a good five years on me. So, oh, thanks uh, there, Eric. I, you know, you know, throw that out there. <laughs> good, a good, a good five years on you. I don't know if they were so good or not. So I shouldn't be embarrassed about how, as a kindergartner, I was both obsessed with gremlins and too terrified by the commercials to even dare asking my parents to let me see it. <laughs> kindergartner being a little young. I don't yeah. think I, I won't think I've even let Mason watch it yet. I had a life-size soft plastic gizmo, borrowed all of the Hardy's record books from a family friend, and regularly had nightmares of gremlins <laughs> coming to get me. That had to have been the most irresponsible marketing campaign in the history of cinema. <laughs> 
Yes. Now back to Doctor Who. I was hoping I'd be able to say that I'd finally gotten all of the available characters in Legacy. Unfortunately, I've still got three left, and I just learned today that they'll be adding a bunch more expert levels this month. I'm at 499 stars, if you were wondering. Ooh, nice job. Wow. Is that higher than you? Oh, much higher. I'm only at 340. Ah. Impressive. I did, I, I, did, I did clock over 300 myself this week. You're going to unlock a, uh, another I, perk. I huh? got my perk. And then settled in for the long haul. <laughs> well, it's, at 320, you get another one. You know, oh, 320? presume <laughs> just i just knew it said i needed this many more stars and i went to 320 and got it so. uh oh and if you're looking to power level characters the best way to put is put one or two characters you want to level on a team of four or five strong blue characters and play the jenny level in the fan area as long as you watch out for the special attacks of the enemies on the left and middle you can beat the level in one or two turns and get a ton of xp I tell you, let me. I'll have to ask Eric this because um, I have found that if I farm in one level for too long, the frequency of the fragment drops lessens, and so I find myself bouncing between several instead of staying on one because I did the same thing and I went to the Jenny level because it was the one that was getting me the most and found that the uh, while well, the experience I was still getting every time you beat it, you get the, all the entire experience. I wasn't getting the fragments and I was needing fragments, so I was I, I, my. Question to you is: If you have you noticed playing one level uh, in frequency, the, the frequency of the fra- fragments kind it's of feels drops. like it. Yeah, yeah. I've, so I've for you, for me, I've noticed. least I think I've noticed it. I don't okay. know if it really does, but my my thing is, I specific, it's again green and black tend to be the ones that I really really seem to need. So I go through and I look for ones that have green and black, and I'm replaying. I've got a new team that I'm trying to kind of level up some guys, and I go back because I need some more green and black fragments. I think well, I'll just hit those and. You know, try and kill two birds with one stone, and man, I've not had much drop this time out at all. But it's mm. because it's the same set of levels that offer the green I and black, you. or at least claim to offer green and black, that I keep going back to hit. I so, my wife and I were finally get uh, able to get through more series eight. Time heist wasn't bad. It was, of course, obvious that the architect was the doctor. While time loops are getting a little old, at least it was confined to a single episode instead of the entirety of the Capaldi tenure. The bigger they are, the easier they fall apart under scrutiny. I have to say that prior to learning that the Shredders weren't actually Shredders, I had actually I had hoped that either Sabria or Sai would have tried Sabra. 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 Or Sai would have tried to use one on the teller. That certainly would have complicated things, but it would have been interesting. As for the caretaker, I kept wondering about this newfound hatred of soldiers. I'm hoping to find out at the end that the doctor's memories have been tampered with to make him forget the brig entirely. Not only has he forgotten their friendship, but he forgot that the brig taught maths for a bit and Maud went undead. And the flip Sai. Not only was it ridiculous, it undermined Danny's position. His whole conflict with the doctor was over the doctor's prejudices. And how did Danny save the day? Like a PE teacher would. <laughs> he saved the day like a soldier would. I think that's the whole point. No soldier would do that ridiculous forward somersault. <laughs> I guess that's true. Nobody. PE teacher. PE teacher. I didn't have a problem with any of the social commentary or character interactions of Kill the Moon. No, that was all fine with me. What wasn't fine was how it pretended to be science fiction. The moon is gaining mass. It's being attacked by giant, complex, spider-like, web-spewing, single-celled organisms. The moon is over the Atlantic at night, and then suddenly it's twilight and higher in the sky than full moons ever get. 
and born pregnant or not. It cannot lay another moon instantly without eating enough to make itself grow and make the new moon mass make the new egg massive enough to replace the old one, yet still small enough to come out of the dragon. Sean, before you start saying that I shouldn't be looking for real science in Doctor Who, I remember Tom Baker referencing Newton's laws on more than one occasion. If they can do that, they can get conversion of mass right. Or they just weren't even trying. Sorry, this is late. I'm guessing at this point you'll be reading my Mara review next. <laughs> Later, Eric. <laughs> oh, if you also remember, though, Eric, or maybe you haven't listened to this episode yet, but um, if you'll remember, Sean also threw everything out the door with the uh, Kill the Moon when he kept reiterating to Keith and I the moon was an egg. Once you have established that in the story, it All doesn't matter what away. comes after that. <laughs> All the science is out the door. That's that's just simply the, was the, that was our the, point was once they established that the moon was an egg, moon everything an egg. else was <laughs> subsequent to that. And, and and any creature that would hatch out of a moon egg, <laughs> sure, why Beyond not? The the, 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 the bio, yeah, the, the biology that we're, we're dealing with with physics and chemistry and and science that may not be of this. I agree with Eric's statement of though, existence. That you can't throw science out when you're talking about Dr. You just can't do that. You're not, you, you, you've got to have, there needs to be, I mean, it's a we, science we have, we have, we have, we have admitted that frequently Dr. Who is science fantasy and not science fiction. But yeah, you, I would agree with the statement that sometimes we, we throw a little too much away with the, what are you doing? Which box is bigger? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's that is yeah, yeah okay. that's pseudoscience there. <laughs> Sean did the uh, Leela uh, test with the explaining bigger on the inside, explaining transcendental uh, transcendental trans transcendental. I can't even say the reason why the tire parts could be bigger on the inside. <laughs> Which box is bigger? Thank you very much, Eric. Good to hear from you again, Eric. Up next is Chrissy. And Chrissy writes... Off to be with the beautiful people. Dear Vortex Boys. Happy New Year, boys. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, Chrissy. Happy New Year. Year. I guess it is Happy New Year, isn't it? We did that last time? Kind of. Kind of. Because it was New Year. Yeah, we did watch everybody. Did you guys realize that last episode was our four-year anniversary? Did we it record have, it on, was, wasn't it? Did we record not on, on the date, but uh, release-wise. Oh, I did not realize that. Well, yeah. happy anniversary to happy you Happy anniversary, guys. guys. Yeah. But like, wow. yeah. no, we Four missed, years. We missed that one. <laughs> I don't remember the exact... It wasn't an actual... It wasn't an anniversary. It was an anniversary. The anniversary smack us in the face, though, because <laughs> we're numbered. But they're, they're round numbers. Yeah, I, I also don't remember the date we recorded our very first episode, yeah. either. So well, I just have to release go off. Yeah, release-wise. look at that. Happy anniversary. Four years... Four years we've been sitting around a table. Every Most week. of the time this table. But a lot of time this table. For a lot of time. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that's sad. Let's <laughs> um. <laughs> not even clock how many hours. And now I'm depressed. Yeah, because sometimes it's very long. Have we re- have we re- did we do the math? Have we reached the point where we've talked more about Doctor Who than there is actual hours <laughs> of Doctor <laughs> probably, Who to watch? Yeah, we're probably, or at least mounting that amount of time anyway. Or have we at least talked? Well, I, now here's the tricky part. Can we really count the length of each podcast, considering only about a third of it is spent on Doctor Who? <laughs> That's true. That's as true. much it's as we tangent, tangent, I don't suppose we're even close. Maybe if you cut out all of the uh, missing stuff, the long stuff. <laughs> Maybe we're close there. She goes on to say, I mentioned it on the five-ish fangirls. 
podcast. I'm adding podcast. But I forgot to put in my feedback last week that for the book club, we're doing a free choice round this month. Everyone can pick a Doctor Who book and review it on the discussion boards. Part of the reason I'm doing this is because December was crazy and I didn't get that month's book going. The other reason is I'm trying something different to see how it goes and maybe get some ideas for the books in the pro- for other books in the process. So don't be surprised if you see a book from the Free Choice Month as a selection later in the year. So our plan still works. That'll be our choice. <laughs> Engines of War. That's our choice no, for, for the month. For February. We're doing it. For February. This is for January. Oh, we are doing it for February. You're yeah. right. Yeah, because that's... Well, when, when is Engines of War on the schedule, though? Because if we're February. doing it for February, it needs to, that we need to do the review you're probably right. near we the end of the it. month. It should be our January choice. We pro- Well, you're probably right. We probably need to be reading it in January yes, so that we can review yeah, it in yeah, February. That, I think because you're right. The, the we did February actually, last week, but I think we need to... Yeah, The review is actually mid-February. Well, I thought we had said we would do it for January because there wasn't a... We didn't have a... that. There wasn't a book. There was a tie in the end of December for what January would be. That's why I was applying it to January. Yeah, well, no, well, we we were doing one of them for January, one for February, and we since we were reviewing Engines of War in February, we just that's what we decided last week. Oh well, I think our, then we should amend that, and our free choice should be Engines of War for this month. So I don't know if I'll start it till February though. Oh, I got to start it now, right? We'll it's in February, especially, especially since I can't remember where in the schedule it falls. So, well, it'd be Cali Week. Oh, well, yeah, so. Galley Weekend is Valentine's Day weekend. That's middle of the month. So that's middle so, of the month. Yeah, I'm starting it soon. You might want to switch. <laughs> and we'll need to discuss off. Never mind. That makes more sense. It just clicked in my head because he won't be back by that Sunday, so he'll be right, gone. Exactly. So, yeah, that was the. That was I the plan. kept thinking that it was midweek. All right, so my uh, choice for uh, my free choice for January will be Engines of War. I think my free choice for January will be Engines of War. Keith, I'm going to go with something else because <laughs> he's going to read. I'm going to read February. February. She goes on to say, I like the money bit. <laughs> anyway, I haven't listened to your podcast from last week because I had two very good Big Finish audios to listen to for this week. Not to tip my hand or anything, but I enjoyed both of these quite a bit. That's okay. We almost didn't record our podcast last week because we had two good fans. <laughs> we gave you plenty of time. Creatures of Beauty. I've listened to this one several times in the past. I've loved it every time I heard it. The first time I heard it, I thought there was something about my MP3 file, but no. <laughs> Went through the same thing. <laughs> it really is that timey-wimey. I had to text Keith when I started and went... Is there something wrong with my file, or is it supposed to dump me in the middle of an adventure? He said, nope, you're okay. <laughs> All right. Out of sequence. <laughs> uh, I've lost my place now. Okay. But it's done in such a way that the story is easy to follow and you don't lose anything. The Doctor and Nyssa have some great moments together. This story has a number of my favorite scenes with these two. It reminds me of Flip Flop, where the writers are experimenting with different kinds of story formats and having fun with the order of things. Um, as a matter of fact, I think when we reviewed Flip Flop, I had mentioned that the author said that, that, that Flip Flop would have been a little even more poignant as far as the, the device had they not recently done that. And oh, Creatures of was, Beauty was the one turns out. That, he, <laughs> yeah, that he was referring to. It could easily have gone off the rails, but it always stays interesting, and I feel like I can follow what's going on. The story itself reminds me a lot of the caves of Androzati, where there really isn't a good guy or a bad guy, and it's just the Doctor and his companion stuck in an impossibly bad situation that they have to get out of any way that they can. Does the Fifth Doctor just have to face that? 
just have that face that no one listens to. <laughs> That's a really good point, Chris. I hadn't thought of Caves while listening I to it. I thought of it as after. I listened to it. I did not. With Caves being one of my favorites, I thought, this is why I'm enjoying this so much. <laughs> the game. This is the first time I've ever heard this one, and quite honestly, I think it's my new favorite. It'd be easy to just call it Doctor Who meets the Hunger Games, but there's so much more to it. The Doctor meeting Carlisle out of order makes for a fascinating twist, and how wonderful that they got William Russell to play that character. He was fantastic. Nyssa had so many great moments where she offers to be Carlisle's aide, and when she's working to piece together the mystery of who is keeping this war going, just really great stuff. The secondary characters were very well done, and the setting was so vivid. The only thing I can think of that even is remotely a problem is that those strange creatures, things come out of nowhere. But that's a minor quibble, and it all works out in the end. Probably on my top ten favorite Big Finish stories, at least top twenty for certain. Well, I'm off to finish listening to last week's podcast. Everyone take care, and I'll see you later. Chrissy. That's why she didn't mention the book club stuff that we'd already (laughs) predetermined. All right, Chrissy. We're back to your plan. It's uh, it's free choice for free choice uh, free choice for January. Engines of War. <laughs> <laughs> Our last bit of feedback comes from Holly. She writes Creatures of Beauty and the Game. Hey guys, great last podcast. Hope that everyone had a great start to their new year and that everyone is feeling better and that had colds slash other health related issues. Keith, I agree with you about your story that you shared about the pets that you dealt with over Christmas. My family and I just rescued two dogs earlier in the fall, and let's just say they love their toys and the squeakers. Coco, the oldest of our two dogs, is a mix of miniature pincher chihuahua and loves anything that squeaks and will squeak said toy for minutes on end. She then loves to proceed to take said squeaker out of the toy a few days later. (laughs) Mario, the youngest, who is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, Loves squeakers as well, and is a little bit more gentler on the toys, but every now and then I will find stuffing on the floor. That's what toys are for. Here's pictures of the two little cuties restings. On to the reviews. Creatures of Beauty and The Game were both good audio stories, though I don't have much to say about either of them. I do admit I had to re-listen to Creatures of Beauty twice to make sure I didn't miss what was going on. Lots of intrigue and what is discovered beautiful or not, I guess. With the game, it was interesting that Nissa and the Doctor wind up on a planet that's almost Hunger Games-ish in a way, and that the Doctor unknowingly helps the game continue when he wants to see it end. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these two audios. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Holly. And we'll, we'll post on our website your picture of your pups. They're very cute. Shall we move on to our reviews? Indeed. Creatures of Beauty. A planetary ecological disaster. An incurable, disfiguring genetic disease. Aliens in breach of galactic law. Nyssa under arrest. The TARDIS inoperable. The Doctor facing interrogation. Another situation of dire peril is unfolding for the Doctor and his companion. However, what if, what if it's not clear who is right and who is wrong? Who is ugly and who is beautiful? Where does the story begin and where does it end? Sometimes it's all a matter of perspective. Dun, dun, dun! I do not give it a dun, dun, dun. Oh, key. Some of the ideas were I thought were very interesting. Unfortunately, the vehicle I thought was broken. The flashbacks initially I thought was a very cool and very neat way to do it. But then it just started getting old. And I felt like we got to episode four 
and I don't. There was no need for it. I had no questions left in this story yeah. by the time we got think, to uh, there. And it's just reiterating facts I already knew and was able to slap, ex- extrapolate uh, yeah, they, on my own. They tip their hand early. I'll give you that. They give away everything early, way uh, too early. Yeah. Absolutely everything. I don't know about everything, but well, they give away a good chunk of Most of everything. There's, yeah. But by the time they actually take off at the end, it should have been the end of the story. Um, there's nothing at all useful in episode four. Disagree. Disagree. What was useful about the story that you didn't already know? Yeah, well, the the the, the, the hook. I I agree with you up to the very end of episode four, when it's revealed that the TARDIS's first appearance. I got that from episode three. Is what caused the accident. The reveal is in uh, episode three, though. Yeah, I if, got, if you're if you're listening, if you're listening close, the reveal's there. Yeah. that's where I figured. You hear him. And I think it would have been more it's when, fascinating it's when, of a story of leaving the listener wondering, well, was it the Doctor or was really? it not? Yeah. Because what they do is they set it up with the, the one ship, the, the one that's carrying the toxic waste, um, talking about, well, nobody's supposed to be in the, in space. It's, it's not Space travel is not allowed here, so we don't have to worry about it. And he shuts, they shut down the protection right. grid or whatever. And it's not but minutes later in that same episode where the Doctor and Nyssa are parking the TARDIS essentially to make the repairs and the Doctor essentially says the same type of thing that well nobody could be flying here and it's right there is where I went okay this is going to be bad well isn't and it when they, de- when they leave to dematerialize then, they then, crash then into that it? happens yeah, yeah then the, the moment happens and yeah the, that's the, you hear the they had to yeah. shift back in and, time and, and to and do it. The Doctor and, then, and Nisa wouldn't have necessarily known that it happened because it, it, you know, nothing really affected them because it was the what do you say it was the uh, how they describe it? It was the pushback from the them entering the vortex is what did it. It wasn't like they crashed into the TARDIS. Uh, they crashed into uh, uh, an energy it's turbulence. Yeah, turbulence. Yeah. Yeah. Energy time produced turbulence. by that. And so that's what blew them up. But I agree with Keith. Once that was revealed, I went, okay, I, I know what what has happened. You've kind of let... Now, there was, there was still some mystery as to um, the motives, to, in my opinion. There was still some of the mystery of the motives of... Uh, what was the head guy? Um, the, 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 the main bad oh, guy. Oh, yeah. The, uh, you know what I'm talking the about. The security chief. Yeah, the security yeah. chief. There were still some motives that were laid out and actually... Gave you that. That was one of the things I garnered from four was the fact that he was. It was. It was less of a. Well, it flushed him out a little of, bit more and made him less well, of a villain. Yeah, exactly. It was less of a. His motives weren't necessarily the fact that he was doing his job. The motives were more because he despised the the lady and her situation and the reason why. I mean, it was the, the, it, it it kind of. It built on that, and so that I got that out of it, which I thought was great yeah. because that was the nugget that was missing. I guess I just for me. didn't feel there was enough of it there, and I felt his motivations were justified to begin with. Um, oh, uh, gosh, no! And then no, no. Uh, <laughs> I also half of the cliffhangers I felt were very, very forced. Um, uh, I think only because of the screaming because is of the not way, a good enough well, cliffhanger. Only because there was no the, reason for them. To only scream. because of the. Format that this was in. I mean, it had to, they had to do the cliffhangers in such a way that, in fact, one of the cliffhangers I think it was a repeat better. I think it of the been. opening of the opening scene. So, yeah. I mean, it, which we'd already heard, and it was just giving us a little more of what was going on. I think it would have been better really without cliffhanger. episode breaks. If it was one long episode, it might have been a little bit better. Uh, that might have been. It might have benefited from that. But it I might have. Just, I, I agree with you there because the the, the, the cliffhanger because so, we got was to the one where she, where she because, screams, and I'm like, why is she even screaming? Go ahead. Well, the cliffhanger is fairly worthless from the standpoint that 
very early on, we are given the Doctor and Nyssa on their way to the TARDIS. So we know they've escaped whatever is going on here. Right. And then you get this flashback scene that ends in a cliffhanger. And it's like, well, they're not in any danger. I right? know right. they got because out of that. We've already yeah. heard that part of the story. And then when the next cliffhanger comes, it's kind of the similar setup that we got further into the story. So now we know that they're almost to the TARDIS. And then we get a cliffhanger from previous to that. And it wasn't like, even Nissa screaming. Yeah, so I, I don't care about these characters. But I don't think you can fault. I mean, yes, that's, it's, it's, that's, it's that's a weakness, but I don't think that. It's just an unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just something that where I felt. I don't think you can fault it for where that. Where I felt. I don't the, think you, you can crit- criticize it for that because it was just a necessity. I guess it was just another bad taste in my mouth. Oh, it's so it added to it. Okay, added gotcha. to it. Because I thought, like I said, initially. The format was very neat of the flashbackiness. And you know me, I like Lost. I like flashbacks. I don't have a problem with it. But then it felt like it got overused. Like, it's a great way to establish and start things, but stick with one timeline long enough and then show me other timelines. Mm, and then the story wouldn't have worked in the format that they were developing, though, if you'd done that. I see. I don't, I don't know. See, I don't that, have a good solution the, of how yeah. to fix this, it. Well, this, it just this is where just I can come down on me. that is... As is, it's great and it's fun and it's it's really cool. But when you break it down and you go, okay, if I rework this story chronologically, does it still work? And I think the answer is no. I think if you were to listen to this chronologically in the order of we try to land, we land, we get involved in this and there's all this stuff and then we escape and then we go to here and then we meet up and then we kind of learn what's going on and then we get back to the spaceship and take off and we're the ones that caused it all. It's a very pedantic pedestrian episode well, yeah, in which nothing that, really again, happens. And that's why you have to formulate it the so way they did. So the only reason, because I kind of was listening to this going, why is this being told this way? Why are you yeah, chopping I, I it up I and skipping back and forth? Like Flip Flop gave us a brilliant way to do it and a great reason yeah. for it. This didn't felt like and, and it was, well, we don't have enough story here to make it interesting, so uh, we've got to do it out of order. Do, doing it out of order only works it for felt, the sake of doing it out of order. No, yeah. That's see, the problem. I, I, I just, yeah, I disagree with that, though, because that was the gimmick from the start. It's not like they, they decided they had this story, and the only way to make it interesting was to chop it up and make it out of order. The gimmick was they went into it saying, how are we going to do this? And the end result was... Here's the story that we've we've come to in order to do it this way. So, uh, I guess to me it just you know how after Pulp Fiction came out, a lot of people tried to rip it off and did a bad job of it. That's what this felt like. The only thing that I can say, the one there's two things that, 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 that there's two strikes against this for for me, and the first one's not even so bad because unfortunately, based on the way that we review things and the way we've kind of jumped around. Flip flop kind of ruined this for me in the sense that we, we yeah. got we got actually the author got out of us what he wanted for flip flop because he 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 said it was kind of diminished a bit because Creatures of Beauty had come just shortly before maybe if story. I hadn't listened to we listened to flip flop so we were blown away by that aspect so when we went to this but and I don't think Doctor Who is in Big Finish has done this too much this style of storytelling but I, this was one of the things when I got to Creatures of Beauty. I did kind of sit back and say, okay, I love what they're doing here. This is very clever, but I'm now that I can, this, this can, needs to be the last time I hear this type of storytelling for a while. Yeah. Because I feel like I've heard, and not just that, but lost and, and things that just have come along and done this. Um, Memento is a movie that I thought was geniusly done that way. Yeah. Um, there was another one more recent that, that did that. But anyway. I, I feel like now that's become that that has slipped into trope 
uh, territory. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm ready to be done with that in Doctor Who for a while. Because yeah. I think because we did two so close together. So that was my strike against it. However... Everything that happened, everything that you're arguing against that you didn't like, and I don't know, I'm not saying it's a it was, taste thing. Yeah, exactly, it's yeah. a taste thing because I think it had to work that way for this story, the way they told the story. So, and I found the story fascinating. It, it was a lot of the stuff I thought was very interesting, especially, and then learning that the co-team didn't do it on purpose, that it was an accident, and that, that they weren't these evil that aliens. Me. That was a very yeah. nice, very nice touch. That they could have just made them evil, and they didn't. And yeah, so there was, was a lot of stuff was, I did like about it. Unfortunately, that. it was in a I like the sandwich, but not the bread. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. Like with Pulp Fiction, which you just mentioned, um, that's another one that when you, you look at it chronologically, the movie doesn't work. No. Which is rather unfortunate, because I, lo- I love Pulp Fiction. But spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it. You, you watch Pulp Fiction chronologically, and the last scene is, well, Vincent's dead, <laughs> and Bruce Willis drives off on the motorcycle. And it's just kind of a downer. So you edit it out of sequence, and all of a sudden you get to have this kind of fun romp, and then you get this kind of serious bit in the middle, and then you end back up on this ridiculous, you know, let, let's go and put on T-shirts and be gangsters, and it doesn't really, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you, you get that fun moment. And it works that way. But it doesn't work the other way. And I, I felt a lot about this story, like I said, especially once I got into the fourth part, because I kind of agreed with you. I was like, well, they took off. What else is there that you can really give me here? And so I was really paying attention in that fourth part. I, I, I guess I missed the, the crash bit in part three. I did not pick up on it. It wasn't until they left at the end of season, at the at the fourth part uh, that I went, okay. oh, okay, that's why we had to sit through all this, was to get to that moment. And then I was a little angry. I was kind of like, well, I liked it, but I kind of feel like you cheated me by making me sit through all of this just to get to that. Ha ha, look what I did. You know, it was it okay. was it was almost too clever. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> then 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 I completely understand for you why it comes down that way because because I thought it was unlike Keith who said, You just gave me everything. I thought it was brilliant really to put it there because I'm already going uh huh, and that was the payoff. Was yeah, you were right. Is right. how it, it works out for me, and so that's why that's what I, I really really liked about it was that aspect of it. That hey, you know, guess what? You were right. You had, you had figured this out. Um, but other than the structure, yeah, the acting. Is, I still love oh, the, the acting. The acting was, was great. Well Thank you for Big Finish for finally getting the Fifth Doctor's stories right and yeah. giving some interesting content and not being just quite droll and silly. My other problem with this story, and it's a very minor one as well, and it's it, 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 this is a this is a frequency in Doctor Who, so it's not necessarily even a fault of this story. Is, but it, it's it's most obvious in this one. Communication is important, <laughs> and when you are somebody as 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 wise and as brilliant as the Doctor, and it seems to be that the Fifth Doctor is the one that does this, so maybe this is just a character flaw. Please, up, be up front and sit. now. I understand that when you're building a story, especially like this, and there's a mystery, and they're trying that. That was very integral in this the fact that they were telling things out of order. They couldn't give a thing, give, give a lot of things away, or you, the, the the story falls down. It just yeah. it yeah. just devolves. It just cr- crumbles, and you don't have the, as as long of a story as you need. But I get really tired of this whole miscommunication, this whole misunderstanding, this whole. 
well, I really haven't explained myself, have I? And, and, and they just continued to revisit that. And that was just, that was very trying on me, even though I still in my mind was going, okay, they have to do this. They don't give anything away. But just that whole, simply explain what's going on. Nissa, tell him that you're from somewhere else. You did say Nissa Tarkin, just explain, we just came here from somewhere else, and we could get around a lot of you to convince that guy a lot sooner <laughs> that you weren't um, uh, yeah. the other side, whatever yeah. they were called. And but There's a certain amount of that that you kind of have to expect the tiptoeing, because I ain't realist. And the Fifth Doctor in particular was very... We didn't want to try to interfere. And... Well, the Fourth Doctor would brazen in someplace and go, hey, I got a time machine. You know, I, right, right, and the right, fifth right, doctor right. didn't do that a lot. Yeah. He was kind of like, well, I don't more spoke. trying to stick to the prime directive. Yeah, all, yeah almost. Yeah. It was almost like he had some sort of internal compass that was guiding him a little bit more cautiously than that. And and he would frequently not pull out the bells and whistles and in an attempt to convince somebody that even though that would be so much simpler, it's like just take him in the TARDIS, done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so I, I could see that the, as they finagled their way around this and this is very much following the doctor's lead even though they're in completely separate locations which was kind of cool that you know they're, they're both adhering to the according to Hoyle script we're not going to mention this stuff well but it, I agree with you it got to that point where it's kind of like oh for Pete's sake just I think when your life's at risk and this, this is start a, breaking and for rules. me it became very obvious the doctor should have picked up on it far more quickly that playing the cards that close to the vest wasn't going to work yeah. in this instance that he should have just said, I'm not who you think I am right off the bat. Yeah. And Nissa and the doctor are so in sync with this in this story in the sense that they, they act like they've been traveling together for years and years and years. And I absolutely love that because we, at one time we had commented about how Nissa and the doctor always sort of had this married couple vibe mm -hmm. where they always kind of bickered about the little things, but they yeah. were always in tune to the large things. And this is another example of that. But the nice thing is the bickering about the little things are, are quaint now. They're yeah. not exaggerated like they seem to be in some of the stories, in the television stories, and or even some of the early big finished with Nissa. But now they're, 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 now they're just these fun, uh, you know, just cementing their relationship type ideas. And, and like you said, she's, she's just in step in line or step in foot with the doctor and, and they don't even have to be together. They still have this same mentality and she's, she's, she's almost on the same level as the doctor. And, is, and there, I love yeah. that. is there any greater realization of that than the line of your companion annoys you? Yes. Especially when she's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know yeah. that was such a great moment. Absolutely, just, yeah. absolutely. You know, you remind me of Nissa. Oh, your companion annoys you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's kicking himself. You just yeah. see it. And I love the. I, I don't know if it was actually in there or not. I kind of took it as a fun little maybe Easter egg bit that when they were in the back of the truck and she gives him something warm to drink and she says kind of, you know, miserable and nasty and terrible, mm -hmm. kind of like being back in Alaska. No, that was a direct reference to... That uh, was a direct reference uh, yeah, oh, yeah. to, uh, to Land, Land of, of the Dead. dead. It yeah. was a direct reference to Land of the Dead, but I, I'm wondering if it was a... I'm direct referencing the adventure of Land of the Dead, or I'm direct referencing how lousy <laughs> Land of the Dead was. Because yeah. I went the other way with it. Well, went, I think ah, only, poke with a stick. I think only because of your impression of Land of the Dead. Probably. I don't think that if unless that was a highly panned story by fans, it would have been more meta. 
but I think that just the the situ or the, not even the situation, the environment was was merely. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure that's all it was, but that's how I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um, which forty some stories later, I mean, that's what was impressive by that is the yeah. fact that they're calling back and and we hadn't had, we didn't have Nissa for a while because we had Airman and Perry and a good string of stories there, and now we're back with Nissa again, so. Good stuff. I, 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 I'll, I'll address real quick. I, I thought the same thing as I listened to this. I re- it really had a Caves of Androzati um, feel and, and, and um, just the, the mood and the tone and the, the result of the story were very Caves-like. And one of the things that my, my first thought when I stopped the, the MP3 player after I'm done, I stopped my iPhone, and I was reflecting on it, and I said, this story was Nissa. And the doctor create a new civilization. That's, what, that's simply the, the, yeah. the, what this story was: is they inadvertently created a new species because the events that were, that were set off by the accident that they caused that they aren't fully aware of, but that the events that they caused basically created a, a amalgamation where they had to basically inter, intertwine these two species. And I agree with. Uh, Chrissy in the sense that there's no bad guy and there's no good guy. Everybody has their motives and you understand the motives by the end and the reality is that this grand misunderstanding on both sides is what's created the situation and that the ultimately the, the, the who were the enemy that we think are the bad guys polluting this planet with five, gen- yeah, yeah. With five generations are actually trying to help and unfortunately, they can't tell them that they're trying to help because it's essentially the genocide of both species. And I love the fact that they dropped in that the doctor remembered this other species, but was remembering that they were extinct. And the interesting thing is the oh, fact, yeah, the that, interesting yeah. that was another thing that I liked about the whole reveal of the fact of what they were doing was the doctor had already told us that this this species had species gone out of gone, yeah. had gone into extinction long time ago and the reason being is because they had created a new species based on both of the the species i it was that that was to me was one of the coolest things was just that that bait and switch and they're near the end and that uh, aspect of it i agree I with you. you i love i it. agree with that yeah that part i love the story it, it, i i I'm, I'm always very down on five doctor stories and i know i am a lot this really just redeems the, the fifth doctor and i so look forward to more well, we got another one this week. Uh, more Nissa and the Fifth Doctor because it's quite enjoyable. It's so refreshing to get a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like I said, we we can quibble over the structure of it, but oh yeah, uh, the quality wise, the quality wise yeah. was was still there, and it's, it's not, above anything else we've done and with it, uh, Five and Nissa. Yeah, I mean, and 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 that's the the, the frustrating because we we we've, we've talked before about the potential. Of five in this, and how much we want this to work, and then we dive into a big finish, and it's ah, uh, that wasn't quite what I was hoping for. Uh, it wasn't quite what we wanted. Uh, that didn't really work, did it? <laughs> and you, you kind of keep hitting those sour notes, yes. and it feels like we're just terrible people that just don't like this. <laughs> but, I fear that about know, a lot of my critiques, but it's nice to get one that's like, oh, yay! All right, we got one right. A so. good one. Although I've we've been I've been steadily enjoying the Fifth Doctor in. Big finish much more, even with the the Perry and Airman stories that we've gotten. Mm, yeah. There have been a couple of turkeys in there as well, but we've but yeah, overall steadily they've been, yeah. they've been increasing. Yeah. And 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 I don't think it has anything to do with Peter Davison as the Doctor at all because he's he is consistent. Mm-hmm. 
and I think even uh, more than anything, this, uh, I think it's Harry and everybody is very consistent. struggling to find it's the best stories yeah, to the tell best stories for him. For him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Where yeah. six, it was pretty obvious of what they need to do and how to do it, and so they did it. And same thing with seven. With six, I think that, that, that there's probably was more of a goal in order to yeah. Um, What's right it? the wrong. Right the wrong. Yeah, there you go. I think that's what I think that, that, that that's why six hits the ground running because they realized that there was so much potential there. With five, five had a very successful run, even though he wasn't Tom Baker and he had to fall on the heels of Tom Baker, who was, was still, very popular. Yeah. People still really kind of warmed up to him. I think there was the biggest complaint was the fact that he was so young and he had a cricket outfit. That was it. I mean, you can't you can't fault the stories because there's a lot of great stories in those yeah. that season or that uh, era. Well, should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. The game. On the planet Cray, it's game time. Nagora and Lenine are set to face off in a grudge match to end all grudge matches. The players are limbering up. The com- commentators are preparing. The fans are de- uh, daubing themselves in their team's, color- team's colors. The arena is set and the kickoff is approaching. When the Fifth Doctor and Nyssa arrive, however, they find that Naxi is a sport that anyone can play whether they want to or not. Cray's entire future depends on the match's outcome, but the time travelers soon realize that this is anything but just a game. Dun-dun-dun! Mine wasn't as dun-dun-dun as the last one, but I did thoroughly enjoy this. I I had a lot of fun with this one, too. Uh, Sean, you want to start with this? I, um... I wonder how much of this was written from an American football fan. No, no, it's, no, it's, no. All, it's all about no, soccer. No. This is yeah, all, it's all about, about soccer. This is. This is uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting. I'm, so, I'm putting it in as take, closest take, terms that I can. Take American football there and put uh, British football, especially soccer, especially soccer from yeah. like uh, Ireland. Yeah. That's this is. Who oh yeah, no, that, that's what it. But more from the financial. No. No, is, is it's it, all. I don't. That, I don't know it's anything. Like Manchester that United, it's, it's all that. Yeah. Okay. it's the and look, Yeah, if you're going to equate it, yeah, let me American just say, football. fans, this is what he's saying. Now say it your way. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> this, this, that, that's well. Just again, because I don't have a common frame of reference, so I'm putting it in. Well, the, in my the frame box of reference is from footballers' wise, <laughs> from the few episodes I've seen of that, but. Um, if Which I, is also social commentary if, on if, that. If I was culture. British, maybe I would have caught in that joke. I don't. Um, <laughs> you also don't have the dialect. No. <laughs> Never claimed to do so. Go ahead. Um, it, it just it, it was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed the uh, of all of the doctors, and, and this is this is weird. Of all the doctors. That could get involved in a sporting event. If, if anyone would show up and just start playing the sport, it's five. The only one that's most convincing, yeah, is in five. That situation, well, especially since we've, we've seen it once before. Well, we've Granted, seen it, yeah. it was yeah, cricket, play cricket. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the nice thing that we had also, and I, I think we're derailing Sean's. Although point aside too, but, from eleven, could do it. Well, the, yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> say <laughs> cl- of the classic doctors. Yeah, of the classic doctors. <laughs> I think the, the 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 reason that that this works so well is number one we've already we've already had the fifth doctor in a sporting situation in classic series, and we also reestablished the fact that the fifth doctor is a excellent sportsman as far as fencing goes. Yes, with, with he's got he's oh, great yeah. with, yeah. with a sword, a sword play. So I think by combining those two elements into this makes it cements it in the the most uh, uh, plausible for yeah. the, for this doctor. And, and that's what's so so interesting is that he's. 
it's all laid out here. This is the guy. That, if you're going to have any of the doctors in the situation, you want five. You know, five, five is five is your designated hitter. Five is the one you want in there. And yet, because he's so boyishly charming and 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 mild mannered, this is so not his game. <laughs> you're just you well. feel. You feel drastically bad for him from the moment he goes, yeah, let's go play. I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, and let me add to that, too, that this is also – he's also considered the most passive passive doctor. Yeah. Pacifist doctor. And so to add that element of, yeah, sport's good, but killing's bad, you're exactly right. Yeah, and so that was a a really great, uh, uh, you know, both sides of the coin Mm -hmm. to to, to throw there together. I agree. I, I liked the the supporting cast was fantastic, um, including whoever that woman was that sure sounded like Nicola Bryant. I thought the same thing. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> to, to the point where I went and looked, and it's not I Nicola Bryant. Too. I, was like, <laughs> I thought we did reached Nicola an episode Bryant do this? that Chase Masterson had done. Oh, oh I could see that. I could see that as well. Yeah, I, I could tell it wasn't. Uh, Nicola Bryant. Oh, see, I thought she was just a spot off Nicola, Nicola Bryant. I, although her American accent was a little better than well, Nicola. Like, oh, Nicola's got a great American accent. Well, I'm, well, I'm not underselling her. Cool, yeah. I'm not underselling her. She does a good American accent, but there's times that you notice that Perry's not American in this gal. She was dead on the whole time. She probably is American. <laughs> probably <laughs> <She why. is. laughs> and, and then it wasn't until, this is the sad thing, it wasn't until I went and looked up who this not Nicola Bryant was then I went, oh, hell, that's Ian as the other guy. <laughs> I didn't recognize his voice either. either. Of course, yeah. until later that I saw that. Quite honestly, for the first part of this story, the first episode of this story, I had that in my mind. This voice is so familiar. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who? And it wasn't until the second episode that I went, you know, he kind of sounds like an older Ian. <laughs> An older Ian, and then I went, wait a minute, so off to the book. Well, it's not in the book, so off to the, <laughs> off to the internet. So I went there and I went, oh, of course it is, it's William Russell. So. I've, I've, Which met, I, I've talked with William Russell, how did I not recognize <laughs> it was William Russell? I didn't realize it until I saw the note about the story of how they got him because he was supposed to be in Battlefield and couldn't, or uh, not Battlefield, uh, Modwin. Modwin, yeah, and couldn't do it. And then I was like, oh, huh, who knew? Um, so and, that, that and was part fun. part of my recognition probably comes from because I haven't talked to the man, but part of my recognition probably because I've, I've listened recently to two stories where he's been in uh, the the five companions he was recently. Oh, in. The, and, oh and, yeah, there was something else I listened to. Oh, one of the uh, companion chronicles he was in as well. So. The Sarah Kingdom ones, I bet wasn't it? See, no, no, he would he would have been gone no, by that point. Although was he doing? No, no, no. Uh, the Sarah Kingdom ones were done by um, was it uh, the guy that's coming to help Steve Stephen? Uh, yeah, what the heck's his name? Peter uh, Peter no, Purvis. Purvis, yeah, Purvis. Uh, so yeah, all that was good. Uh, again, structurally, this one threw me because <laughs> the running link, and you even warned me ahead of time, Keith, that this is you know, it's a six parter. Six parter. And I went, okay, sure. Normal length. Though. Normal length, and it moves at a good. I mean, I, I don't want to say that it was long by any stretch of the imagination because it, it moves at a really good clip. It's got great pacing uh-huh. and some legitimate cliff. I wonder if they moved and made it six parts because they thought, well, we can do some. There. Are, Several good cliffhangers, and the natural point isn't those cliffhangers. Uh, there was only a normal one, breaking point. There's only one bad cliffhanger. Yeah, so not that, even bad. It so, just so was that's a little I, more obvious. But if yeah. they had moved it the five yeah. minutes needed, right. it would have been 
awkward or weird. So I wonder if that was why, if they actually... Oh, maybe. I hadn't thought of that. Although like, I don't think it like was that ten... long after that they would... I don't think it was in five minutes, though. I, I don't know. But it, it probably would have messed up their timing. Their pacing of it, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even think it would have messed up pacing because they were still... We were in the heat of action. We were still in the heat of action. And even now... The, the part I'm referring to, I guess I should let the listeners in, <laughs> if, if you've heard this, is there's a point at one point where... The they're they're in the uh, one-on-one challenge and the the strange left turn that happens in this, which was <laughs> set just set me off the first time I heard it. I'll get to that in a minute, uh, but 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 made it better um, is when the attack comes on the um, uh, field. On the pitch, we actually get the. Uh, the doctor back. This before that happens, we get the doctor backing off in his one-on-one battle with Horace. Who, who was the uh, Hollis? Hollis. Well, the one-on-one battle with Hollis, and he has dropped his, or he's been disarmed, and he's backing against the wall. And with the cliffhanger is that he's about to die. That he's unarmed, and so he, so there's your cliffhanger. Well, as I have stated in the past, when you put the doctor in peril as the cliffhanger, <laughs> you know that the doctor's not going to die. Then we so we cut back to that. We get the recap, and then suddenly there's the attack, and they come in, and he's shot by these whatever the beast things they kept referring to. Bornaxes shot dead blank by the Bornaxes, and the commentator's going, "The doctor's dead. He's been shot." And then and, and the uh, sidecast re- reacts to the fact that, "Oh my gosh, the doctor! He's been shot. He's dead." That's your cliffhanger. <laughs> I think that's when the you only kill, missed opportunity. When you kill the doctor before you come back, then you're like. How is he going to get out of this one? When you put him in, wait. Of course, he's going to get out of this one, you know. So they, it just that was a missed opportunity. In my I opinion. would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree also. Um, but yeah, the, the six parts. It was an interesting because you're listening and you, you get into that the, the cadence of the rhythm of the story. And so we uh, here's the first part, here's the second part, here's the third part, and it was then even the fifth part. When we're the fourth part, kind of felt like we were moving toward. I was just expecting us to get toward that resolution, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but then it didn't. And then all of a sudden there was a fifth part, and I thought maybe I miscounted. And then on the sixth part, I was like, "What am I listening to? Why is this still going?" But it, it's still. I know why this is six parts. Everything went. Why? I'm sorry. Uh, time warrior, or not time warrior? Uh, invasion of time. Has the oh, four and the two? That is the four and the two, yeah. and it takes such a, a a left turn there in the two that I wonder if they were trying something similar because if you had split this that. up into four parts, it would have been kind of difficult to take that left turn by by by. Because it all would have been in one two. episode, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get that opportunity to do that. It would have been three and one. And <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if they weren't. They you know obviously they weren't emulating the story, but I wonder if they were they emulating needed, the structure. They, and they yeah. needed to do that. They needed that. that, that, for, that was, yeah, that's a good. That's a really good point. I bet that. I guess be, I'll know when I get the uh, second uh, big finish companion <laughs> chronicle. Because uh, this, this isn't in there. No, this one was too high. Oh wait a minute! No, it goes up to seventy something. You go up to seventy five. I thought it does go up to seventy five. You didn't bring it. Well, I went to the book this is and episode looked. Sixty six. Yeah, I, I went to the book though to find out about uh, William Russell, and I couldn't find the story. Maybe I just overlooked it then. Hmm. Well, I'll go. I'll go check. See if that's the reason why they split it into check. six. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's on the internet too. But. Interesting side it note: doesn't say th- on the th- this is uh, to date the only six-part Fifth Doctor story. Oh, is that right? I didn't even consider I mean, that. Of, of any of yeah, any medium, any this, this is yeah. any medium. So, it's it's the Bornoxes showing up, and that's left turn is kind of where the story starts to fall down for me a little well, bit. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think if maybe the Bornoxes hadn't been so, I guess best word is over the top. 
Do we need them panting and growling in my ear the entire time they were in the room? It was a little They were much, there. Battery. I knew they were there. It was a little much. That was my only problem. My, my thing was when we got to that point where it, it, we took the left turn, I did this. Oh, man. This was building to, as Sean was alluding to, it was building to something big. It felt like we were going to get a conclusion here. I knew this thing was six parks. I knew it was only on fourth part. But it just, it did that. And I went, oh, and I was actually getting mad at the story. I was like, no, <laughs> don't go this way. But then it, it does this upswing again. It does do an upswing. And I was yeah. like, Okay, now I'm very happy you went this direction. This works really well. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that, I think that was that's pretty much where I was what, going. What do you guys think of the villain? Sorry, the actual. <laughs> still, you're fine. You said it better than I would have. Oh, uh, uh, Mori, uh, Morium. Morium, Morium, which is clearly a play of Moriarty, and it tells <laughs> me and telegraphs to me that this is going. This was Big Finish developing a continuing adversary for the doctor and going well this will be kind of our master but instead of going this is the master who's the moriarty to (laughs) the doctor this is the morian who's the moriarty to the doctor and take it a little more literal so um i think think that's where we're going you can't you really can't do the master and peter davison there without ainley and unfortunately he's passed so i mean you got to come up with somebody new so and i'm fine with it and i'm interested to see what else they're going to do with it seems to be where they're going i don't know I liked him. I was really, I yeah. I, I've read some some other reviews that complain that he's too over the top and that he's too mustache twirling. Oh, is that right? That, that you know, and and I thought it was. Uh, I'm sorry. Considering kinda, the situation, it fits <laughs> well. And I kind of appreciate a straightforward, yeah, money hungry bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't we get that frequently, but we well, but that, uh, Doctor Who tends to give us a lot of. One I'm going to rule the like cosmos. One I'm going to like do the, I'm yeah. going to take over the planet. I'm genetically engineering this. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of nice yeah, just to go, nah, I'm greedy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Ever we, since we, like, we, Savine and everything, yeah. since new series specifically, well, we've gotten to that, and that, let's that, add that trope to that, a bit more. The, um, um, the, the corporation and Sunmakers. Uh, Sunmakers. Yeah. And most recently in the story that we all didn't like that well um with the guy that was the the the, the, the guy that was getting with the, the that sisterhood that we thought was car what was the story um oh, the, doctor, the, the last Perry Aaron yeah, and the, the fifth we, doctor we one yeah. it wasn't last name was the one before that but um no yeah, it was it, it, it was, was, it was the last before, because no. the one before that was the uh, axis of no we have a flip flop yeah, yeah axis, axis was it was the last one we did axis of insanity was the last one the one before that um we had that that element there, so I can yeah. kind of I, I'm with Keith. I, I've I've seen a lot of that recently, so I, I've and initially it was very refreshing, and now I'm starting to get a little tired of it. Probably not, the not same too, way of me and the disjointed story. Yeah, not enough for it to just to put a bad taste in my mouth about this story because I that, that wasn't enough. It it was good enough despite that. Aspect. Sure, sure. Um, but, but back to Morium, I I didn't. I, I see the potential for that. I see glimpses of that, but not enough that it bothered me that he was the mustache twirling villain. Yeah, I, 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 I thought he was. It was a fine. It was a fine resolution and build off, and I was actually kind of relieved that he escaped because it seems like a lot of times we do these big finish stories and the villain is dispatched at the end. The villain is dispatched at the end. Yes. The villain is dispatched at the end. The villain is dispatched at the end. So to get something where the villain has run off, and hey, we'll probably be revisiting this uh, again. And, uh, because unless it's the Master or uh, the Daleks or the Cybermen, we don't know that they're coming back. And this one was one of those, hey, this is a big Finnish villain that we're, oh. we're going to you know, have a, as a recurring character. At least it seems that's the direction. Yeah. It looks like they set it up, but they didn't follow through. 
Oh, this is the only appearance of Morium. Oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. I'd like to figure that out for myself. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm <just laughs> we would have gotten through all the big finish, and we'd be like, "Where'd Morium? Well, and it's, it's no, you would have forgotten by that point. It's funny, <laughs> screen adventures, because I, I think the seeds were, were 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 laid for that when we're getting the communiques and the oh yes, everything's laying in wait, and we're almost ready, blah blah blah, and you get those those little pieces of that conversation, and I there was a moment where I went. It's the master behind this. I, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, just, there, there was just enough of a, a, a seed of doubt planted that I, I kind of thought that, well, maybe that's where they're going with it. Um, I was less sure I was going to like, um, I can't think of her character's name, but the, the, the not Nicola Bryant. Uh, Faye Davis. Faye. Faye. Yeah. It, when, when she all of a sudden was like, yes, darling, and was in love with the guy. And I kind of thought, Okay, this could go either way because I'm not. Th- again, if it was just a straightforward, yep, we're lovers, deal with it. There's a part of me that would have been okay, cool. It's kind of nice just to have a, a very simple, straightforward. <laughs> but then they they threw in the twist of oh, he's got this genetic, um, you know, uh, pheromone going on, and I, I think that in a way kind of softened the blow a little bit for me. So I was a little more accepting of it, even though I wasn't sure I wanted to be. Yeah. You know? It, it, I, I, I completely agree, because I think I was in the same boat. It, it was it was a little refreshing that they gave me just enough of a reason that I went, okay, I'll just I'll go along with that. It was kind of that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you softened the blow See, I, by giving me something, at least some thread, in order to make it plausible. And it, does, it doesn't I, diminish I, I, her see, character anymore. I had gotten so. the idea early on that she was kind of... Two faced and was in league with the bad guy. Well, and, and I did, too. and so I was okay with. Oh, it's her boyfriend, so that's why she's doing. It's her boyfriend, so that's why she's doing this. So I had no problem with it at all. Yeah. it was fine enough motivation for me. Yeah, no, I totally suspected that she was up yeah, to no early, good, very but. early on because they they tried to give you the idea that William Russell was the bad guy. I'll let you have this because that's and what I was going to do. I don't want to take that one away from you. Too. I I bought into it for a little bit until I realized how genuine of a guy he is. Exactly, and then, that's and then exactly the re- right. And then on top of that, the reveal of it's really the doctor who's been doing all these peace conferences. Well, obviously he's not. Doing this evil thing in the background, while the doctor's doing all this. Yeah, good he's, stuff. My, he's my best friend. Which what? Yeah. <laughs> Which was such a great reveal, and very cool, and such a heartbreaking end. Well, my first to thought the character. was, "Wait, is this the master?" <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way they ended it, that all those forlorn looks of sorrow that you gave me, and now I understand why. And that, so touching and yeah. so sad. Well, and, and I love the the just. Springboarding off that, I love the fact that well, he was my best friend. Was a little meta in the fact that it was William <laughs> Russell that was playing the yeah. part. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and so there's obviously 31 piece of chords that probably happen off adventure because I don't imagine we're going to get any of those in. <laughs> no, well, in, uh, I, I would be nice to revisit that, make that one of the adventures, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I was wondering how they were going to do it until Nissa's comment of "I don't think I could take it." Can you do it? And I'm no longer here. So it would have to be a Turlo or something story later, or, or, a, or even a sixth Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, 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 no it's, because they described the, fifth the look and the celery stick. Yeah. Was, that's was, true. That's, that's, that's true. Yeah. 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 So I don't know where they're going to fit those in. In fact, they left it in such a way that you think: Have they set up a paradox? Because is there ever a point where the doc? I mean, they'd have to be clever like they were in uh, the Babylon story that we just read, where he, he does everything in a split moment. You know, yeah. because again, we have this. Because we've got crossover companions, we do have this linear. See, I mean, we've been fortunate to have the idea that Nissa 
you know, when, T- when Tegan left the first time, it was just the Doctor and Nyssa. And so all of this that's happening with their uh, stories in Doctor Who are happening in that time frame. And so you don't ever have, with the exception of, uh, they did do this in Omega, where he was by himself in that. But y- yeah. you have to find those one? points in the timeline to be able to say, okay, he had these solo adventures. And that's well, kind of difficult. Since they did it in Omega... So they, they must, there must up, be a way to do yeah. that. Yeah, oh, and I can't remember what the onus was. I can't was remember in, that I either. I mean, Sirens of Time, the wonderful thing is that he gets trapped outside of the <laughs> the TARDIS, and Tegan and Turlo are there. They're just yeah, inside, just the, inside TARDIS. the TARDIS. Yeah. Which, but, I could even be Perry and Aramum. Yeah, or, or it could be. Solo. It could be, it it could be very easily any time after that, just because... If, if they would have dropped the line of... Or they could do a kinda where Nissa's sleeping <laughs> in the TARDIS. They won't say any more about that until next week. Yeah. Nissa's sleep, sleep somewhere in the TARDIS, and the doctor says, okay, I'll go take care of this now while she's sleeping. <laughs> Even though I told her to be after she was gone. <laughs> She'll never know. I'll be She'll back. She'll be back with sundown. Yeah. I mean, there was obviously one time where he showed up, and uh, what's his name? The, the, the mediator only had to speak for like three minutes, and then it was over. <laughs> I want to know what happened in the, uh, the 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 one that the doctor can't take credit for. That's yeah. the one really. That, that that to me was if, the. If they do any of them, that's the one they should do. That, that, that to me was the. Uh, I heard you were in Cleveland. How'd you escape from that? You know, escape from New York story. Oh. You know, I heard you were locked up in Cleveland. I want to escape from Cleveland. <laughs> what the heck happened to Cleveland? <laughs> Which, no, no, which, no, after they did Escape from L.A., I don't want any more of those stories. Well, I, I bet Escape from Cleveland would be better. <laughs> which uh, which one was it? That, well, after uh, Escape from L.A., I said, why didn't you do Escape yeah, from Cleveland? Yeah, should have done Escape <laughs> should have been better. Um, which one was it that had the bit where they were flying? The, maybe it was the first one. I forgot to bring it up, where they were flying the TARDIS at the beginning. And she says, and that's the helmet regulator. And he says, yeah, it's been it's a little flighty. It's, I think that was in the, was the, it the first, first one, one we yeah. listened to, yeah. I giggled, <laughs> knowing Matt Smith's helmet regulator. <laughs> He's banging on the thing. I don't know why. I just, yeah, no, no, that <laughs> was, it was a good moment. I had, I had actually forgot about that until you just brought it up. Helmet rel- rel- regulator just—it's been a problem. Anything else you guys want to talk about on this one? I, think so. well, I didn't well, get I the Hunger it. Games feel that I think some people did that have listened to it late. Chrissy said she didn't. She said easy to say that, but then she. Gave a lot of opinions as to why it's not. I, yeah. I, I think, I think I, Hunger Games is probably an easy equate just because it's the most relevant That's probably why. and most recent, recent yeah. thing to, to go with. But um, yeah, I mean, you could go blood sport. You could go. It, really, it's rollerball. If it anything, rollerball. That's, that's what I. That's what <laughs> I kind of right. take out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, death race, maybe. I mean, yeah. you, you could throw a ton of things in there, but. Um, no, I liked this one quite a bit. I was I was very impressed with this one and liked uh, how everything wrapped up and and still wrapped up, wrapped up, wrapped up, and still had a relatively happy ending. Classically <laughs> <laughs> wrapped. All right, what's coming up on the schedule, Sean? Well, coming up on the schedule uh, this week for Friday Night Who, we are doing the second Mara story, Snake Dance. So still with the Fifth Doctor, uh, and then our show next week, number two eleven. Uh, hopefully back on schedule now. <laughs> we will be doing uh, Amara Archive, so we're going to cover both stories, kinda, and Snake Dance. <laughs> no, we'll we'll do them fully. We won't do them kinda. No, we'll kind of talk about kinda. <laughs> no, we'll fully talk about kinda. <laughs> and we've even got an episode title yep. already lined up for that one, so you're, you're covered for that. Uh, and then um, 
uh, the following week, we get Matt Smith back on the on the on the program with uh, Victory of the Daleks. I love saying it that way because it sounds like he's going to be here. <laughs> get my hopes up and they're not there. Uh, and then a quick turnaround for some more big finish audio. We'll be doing the first two of the Paul McGann uh, Eighth Doctor Adventures, Blood of the Daleks, and Blood of the Daleks Part Two. So uh, be great. I have loaded on my phone, but they're so. mu- they're much shorter. <laughs> they're, they're, these are the ones that are an hour apiece because they kind of settle into that almost new series style formatting. Yeah. So, and I think you'll be pleased. And then uh, we're we're finalizing our February uh, plans, and uh, uh, we know that there will be a book review of uh, Engines of War in there somewhere. <laughs> and of course, late this month, we've got uh, uh, the, the William Hartnell retrospective with Carry On Sergeant coming up, and all kinds of fun stuff. And please continue to support us on our Patreon uh, page. Uh, all, all we've, we've had a few uh, more ads and, and adjustments and help, and we certainly appreciate from that from everybody. Um, on that topic, I want to briefly mention that we did post something this week on our Facebook page about uh, something that happened locally. You've heard us talk a lot about Top City Soda Pop, which we haven't, you know, which we've been indulging on. We've been really pushing and saying it's been great, which unfortunately our listeners and <laughs> elsewhere can't sample it because it is a local Topeka product, but unfortunately there was a tragedy this week and uh, HHQ barbecue downtown um, unfortunately they had a fire and Top City is near and above them where their production facility is and unfortunately both of those businesses were completely destroyed and some of the surrounding businesses also were affected by this fire in downtown Topeka and they have a GoFundMe page and um, we're not really advocating you go out and help we're not really saying please go out and help, but if you can and you can throw a few you dollars so in town, if you're feeling inclined, they they're, they've got a GoFundMe page for both, which you can find on our our web our, our uh, uh, Facebook page. I'm not going to put them out here now, but I may put them in the show notes. But um, you got a few dollars you can throw their way. Um, they certainly need some support as well. Um, it's a local mom and pop, and if and I'm, I'm a firm believer that we need to support the locals, even if we're from out of town, because um, that's you know the bread and butter of the economy, the community, and they make some really good pop. <laughs> I have eaten the barbecue place, but I've heard it's really good too. Barbecue, I, I have actually. Have when I when it? I when I went on my grand pilgrimage <laughs> to find root beer, uh, and and the, the website kept directing me to that address, and I said, well, this can't be a brewery; it's a barbecue joint it's because it's up and above. And I went. <laughs> and, and had barbecue since I was there. I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and have root beer, or <laughs> have, I'll have barbecue, and it was pretty good. It was pretty good root beer, or so, pretty good yeah, barbecue. It's really suffered, good root beer. It's pretty good barbecue. They suffered a devastating loss. So you know, if you got a few bucks, you can throw away, throw away, throw throw their way this month, and that certainly would help. Um, we're certainly looking at possible ways to to help them out ourselves. I don't know in what capacity we can do, but we we are huge fans of. The root beer, anyway, that we've had, and and I, they certainly could use your help. So, and it's it's unfortunate too because we had just discovered they had literally just the week prior released their cream soda. Oh, is that mm. right? I didn't. Realize and that. Uh, it was like it wasn't even in all the locations yet. And Mel and I oh. went and tracked one down, and and I was able to sample it. And it's not as good as the root beer. But, but it was it was it was a top notch cream soda, and it was a dark cream soda. I don't Ooh. think it was as um, it wasn't as sweet. Hmm. As like cream soda tends to, I think yeah, cream soda is almost I too would sweet. Like it then, because that's one of the things I don't like about cream. And, soda. and I think it was creamier, huh. which is kind of a, an odd. Um, well, it is cream darker soda. and creamier. Darker and creamier. My, my, yeah, I don't. Maybe I'm coming up with new words for this. But <laughs> it's, it's a drought instead of an ale. <laughs> <laughs> if I yeah. knew remotely what that meant, I would say sure. You're not a beer Why drinker. Not? No, I'm not a beer drinker. 
It had a hazelnut flavor. It was kind of like coffee. <laughs> Did it really have a hazelnut? Yeah. <laughs> it had me excited, Sean. I, I, I wouldn't know what he was hazelnut trying to attribute was, so. wine to. No, he was doing coffee. It was coffee. Oh, coffee. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But no, it was pretty good. So it was, it's unfortunate that uh, this. And then, I mean, with the good news, obviously, nobody was hurt. That, yes. That's you know paramount so there. Much. And they have committed to coming back and mm-hmm. rebuilding and, and taking over. So hopefully that'll uh, that'll happen for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't forget if you want to join us for. Marvel with Friends this Saturday at 9 Central Time, 9 p.m. Central Time. We will be tweeting along to The Incredible Hulk. That's right. So don't forget. And no Patreon uh, supporters, I have not forgotten about your, uh, your your packages and your care packages. They are being assembled. I As know I've said that. We're late. Uh, <laughs> I know I've said that before, it. but I am I am legitimately working on them. It's not one of those ah oh, the checks in the mail, uh, but uh, it's 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 in progress. So bear with us just I don't a little feel bit so longer. Bad now um, getting our first contest winner stuff out so late now. Me neither. After you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's on its way, and we are working hard. To it only happened last year. It's not like they had to wait a whole year. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. If there's not anything else, uh, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be safe. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.